Oh, hello. Welcome to the final Rebel FM Game Club for Gun. Fat penis. Fat penis. Um, so yeah. So here we are to talk about the uh, conclusion of Gun, and then I guess any side missions that we did along after. I didn't really play too much after. I don't think anyone really did, but... No, really. Although, I, I, mean, I played a little bit, but yeah. I, I mean, I like the fact that you can. Yeah. With you, the after you gun. after you wander out of the mine and try to find a wild horse to ride away, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so let's just launch right into where we stopped last time because the game doesn't even really give you a breather. Just no, really, yeah. that that kind of made me sad because after saving like between killing uh, Hoodoo and saving Soapy, that's pretty much your last chance for a real long forever, basically to do, like, to do any side, side missions, missions at right. all. Um. Which I wish I would have known before I saved Soapy. Really, you but. can't like do the. There's like a, a, a. There is a gap in between. There is, there's uh, a gap. There's a place like it's before after you, you'd kill the fort. There's like a time mm-hmm. where you can yeah. where you can you have to then talk to Soapy or something like that. Right. And there's you can, you can missions then. but it's almost like it's so far out of the way yeah. that it kind of just encourages you to jump straight back in. Yeah, but. But I know what you're saying. Like, right where we left off, it's like you have no choice, but you're just, like, thrown Yeah, like, from this. there, it just barrels down toward the ending. Yeah. Um, both literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, last time we, we left off, we had just killed Hoodoo and shot his head off and mm-hmm. hoped for small children to play with it in the street like soccer ball. I heard, and <laughs> I, I, I just want to take this ch- second to... I don't remember the user's name, but someone commented that uh, Hoodoo uh, is a leprechaun. And the reason they brought this up was because was because if you shoot Hoodoo when he's in his box and you blow off his limbs, if you, when you come back, they're, they're there again. Wow. That's amazing. That's leprechaun regeneration. It sure is. We so. Man, we went way far down the leprechaun rabbit hole over the last two weeks already. <laughs> Although the, uh, the, the developers at Neversoft have been listening, and when I talk to them tomorrow over Skype, they'll be wearing their leprechaun skin suits. So, Truth is truth, man, and leprechaun truth hurts. <laughs> all right so we're we're so after killing hoodoo you're supposed to go find soapy so that you can find the safe supposedly at the bottom of the river and open it right and then there's never really any talk of how exactly you're going to force soapy to go under the river to open that safe but... <laughs> yeah i was thinking it's like 10 feet underwater i was like hmm. yeah but i mean at least at least the main character does say like well not this time of year yeah right right Otherwise, it's like dive suits don't exist. I was really, yeah. I was, yeah, I was disappointed not to have the soapy in a diving suit mini game. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't even remember how it starts. Uh, you're supposed to go to Dodge to find a uh, soapy, and soapy has gotten in trouble for cheating at poker, <gasps> and he's going right. to get hung. That's <gasps> right. Soapy, no, you scrawny <laughs> son of a. Bitch. This is where you get up to the the. The water tower. Yep. And, and you get access to a new rifle, sharpshooter. Yeah. Soapy's like Droopy the dog in the cartoons. He's always in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but he gets himself into it. Droopy the dog does not get himself. He just like slowly meanders so- Soapy's kind problems. of... Soapy's conniving. Like, and Droopy gets himself out of trouble just by being yeah. slowly clever. Hey, Matt, you should just take the melon. We're, we're aging ourselves horrendously by referencing that cartoon. You're but the one that did awesome. it. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking, what talking about. about. <laughs> you're a goddamn liar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You told me you wanted to name your new dog Droopy. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You're a liar. I wanted to name him Puggle Knights. Because <laughs> he's a puggle. 
Now it came from Nick Setner. I'll give him credit because Nick gets pissed when you don't give him credit for things. <laughs> like his beard. Like A's. <laughs> he is from Africa. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. It was just too easy. All right. Uh, so you have to uh, to sort of sneak up on the lynchin. Yep. And uh, shoot the rope after the rope. they drop. I was so glad that they had a shoot the rope section in this game. Two. Two shoot the rope sections. There were two? Yeah, we'll get to it. Oh. I don't remember the other one. You will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I remember now. Yes. Um, especially considering they say shoot the rope again. Uh, <laughs> so you shoot the rope as he's being... After they drop the thing, because otherwise it won't break it, because there's no tension. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um... And then you have to keep a bunch of dudes off of Soapy. Which it, that mission is really easy in this yeah. game. Yeah, I I think I I died once just because I decided, well, fuck it, I'm going to run out in the middle of the street. And Pretty much every time in this game, whenever there's like someone that has a health bar, they are they are bullet machines. Yeah. Like, they are like the Terminator. Dun dun yeah. dun dun. dun, dun. Just, like, blood's going flying, and they're not even like moving like they're hit. They're just like, I'm going to shoot them. See, I don't know. I, I've definitely had my people get killed before, although there was definitely one point later where Soapy is dragging himself away from the train, uh, and I ran up to the mountains to shoot at the people on the train, and Soapy was just dragging himself off and getting shot over and over and over again. <laughs> right, and he was leaving like he's just like, I'm cool. Like these tra- <laughs> he was slowing down, like he was staggering, he was just like leaving these trails of blood. Uh, he like, so, just doesn't even pay attention to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you... Uh, yeah, you kill a bunch of people trying to lynch Soapy. Yep. I don't think Mission successful. Yeah, there's not really a lot of ways to do that part <laughs> other than no. kill all the dudes. That's right. actually, and that's usually how it goes, and in Dodge, there's usually enough pedestrians that kill all the dudes, turns into killing all the dudes, and a few pedestrians that all of a sudden are like, it's a gunfight! <laughs> 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 they just decide that I'm the target. I've been waiting all day for this! <laughs> That's why we came out here. So, uh, and actually, someone in the comments uh, went to the last week. We talked about the the town's patience level. If you shoot villagers and townsfolk, right? yeah, and how it eventually goes out. Uh, the dude added, "When the town's patience runs out, a posse comes after you." Oh, yep. really? People don't shoot from the windows or anything that's cool, sadly. It's about five dudes, and he knows because he kept killing town folk for about an hour and took out about 15 posses. <laughs> Every time you take out the posse, your patience meter is reset. Man, I can't... Really? That's a very tolerant town. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> well, he killed the posse again. As long as you kill it's everyone cool. that comes after you. Yeah, I think what happens is like you kill the posse, and then everybody's so afraid of you that they're like, just... Don't make him mad. It takes time for them to save up more money to find the, <laughs> right. to, to hire three the amigos. Yeah, hire the next seven samurai. To hire the three amigos to come after you. <laughs> Alright, so you save Soapy. That's kind of a pretty uneventful mission. So you save Soapy, you run off to the uh, to the ferry. I'd kind of forgotten who Soapy was. Soapy is the scrawny no, cracker. Yeah, but I mean, I had forgotten him until this mission. Mm. Right, I mean, you only deal with him in that jailbreak thing, and then yeah. it's kind of like... Well, it wasn't right. that long before this that you actually broke him out. Well, it kind of was for me. Bitch. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> um, I wish this was a multi-channel podcast. <laughs> so that we could mic Anthony's arse? Yeah, because we have a fifth mic that's not being used. I think there's one standing right in front of it right now. <laughs> so, um, um, we um simultaneously. So you get on the ferry, and you're supposed to hold off the other guys that appear on the second magically appearing ferry. 
Right. Which is just headshot after headshot with your rifle. Yeah. The yeah. end. Uh, and that's the part where you have to shoot the rope and send them. That's right. Send mm. them like flowing down the river, like the uh, the riders and. You the know what this game doesn't have? It never has what? any brokeback riding. What's up with that? Right. Like, how come you never get on a horse with someone else? <laughs> I, I can't answer that question. I'm just saying, you always roll in and rescue someone in the movies. Mm-hmm. It's always like you throw them up yeah, on the back of your horse and you roll out. Yeah, you always sure. have to find someone their own horse. Maybe yeah. it would have taken a lot of time to animate that. Mm-hmm. I can ask Neversoft. Yeah. Why, why is there no broke back riding? Yeah. <laughs> By which I mean two people on one horse. Because <laughs> there could totally be, I mean, stuff that we didn't see, maybe. Yeah. Special scene cut from the game. That's what I want. Anyways, I had a moment straight out of uh, like Muni public transportation during the scene <laughs> where you were going across the uh, across the river. Because like when it stopped, my character, I guess he glitched out. He went like uh, flying off of the <laughs> off of the. It was like, like a catapult. It was like such a sudden stop. It's a cata- it's a catapult on an aircraft carrier. Yeah. Deck. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he literally tumbled off of the raft onto that, land and I had to like go back and get my horse. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that could happen. Fun with <laughs> physics. physics. Uh, so after that, you... I like the sharpshooter, by the way. It's a fun rifle to use. I like the sharpshooter, and like I said, it's one of the first guns you get that can blow limbs off. Yep, and heads off. Yeah. And you get the the dismembered ka Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> Uh, Has anybody next, ever figured out like if the kachings do anything for you except up your? I think up it just ups the amount of ups the amount of the quick draw you quick get draw, back. Yeah. So. Okay, I was just assuming or just wondering because like it does things like when it counts up, it starts to show like you know a little little stack of bullets next to mm-hmm. each other, like how many like how high your combo went. But it really doesn't seem to take more than a couple kills or like a, one or two combos to get your meter all the way back up. It's super I kind generous. Of, I kind of wonder if that was part of a larger mechanic. That That's got what cut I keep out. thinking when I see it, especially given the that they put in the time to have that really recognizable kaching sound effect to make it feel like you were doing this 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 thing. Yeah, I, I can't help but wonder if like that was supposed to be attached to some kind of experience leveling up or something like that, and then it just never went that far. It's like there's a trumpet on the couch. Um. So uh, after that, you and Soapy ride toward the sunken steamer to try to scope out and figure out how the fuck you're going to get the safe out. And you see the fort that you the steamer went by before that you couldn't destroy. Yep. No matter how and many then, times you fired your cannon. And you get yeah. caught. And you get caught by the renegades. Mm-hmm. And at first they treat you... It's kind of weird because they, they don't they outright don't you, kill you or anything. Yeah, they just treat you like you're... You're like a like a semi-civil. Like he says, he'll gut you and do bad things to you But if you try and do anything, but he still lets you just roll around without handcuffs or shackles or anything. Uh, it's so. kind of, it kind of reminded me of Riddick. Yeah, that's like true. Like wandering around in the prison yard, like free to kind of, you know, plot your own escape as you're, at your leisure. Well, it's funny, too, that, you know, they bothered to take all your guns from you, but they left you with your fucking tomahawk of doom. <laughs> I did notice that, yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice it until I grabbed someone from behind. I'm like, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. how did you miss that? <laughs> right, right. I know when you pull it out, it's like three feet long. <laughs> yeah. I hit it in my asshole. <laughs> I was wondering if they were going to do, like, some forced labor minigames. Like, go and chisel rock for an hour. I think that could go in an uncomfortable direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a comfortable direction. Broke back. <laughs> Broke back. 
Right now we know what Anthony's recipe for gaming success is. <laughs> Brokeback riding. Yep. I'm just saying in a cowboy movie, it just seems like I hope that there's that in Red Dead Redemption. Well, usually when... I want to be able to ride by with my hand out, fucking swing someone up on mm-hmm. the saddle with me, keep rolling. Yep. If it's usually they're hurt, distress. Though, when they ride broke back. Like That's what I'm saying, up. so I'm coming to rescue them, you know? It's mm-hmm. al- almost almost always when someone gets fucked up and gun, it's not long before they're dead anyway. Well, I either want to be able to ride... It can be a girl, too. You know, you swoop up, grab the girl, and mm-hmm. you ride out. Anthony's not picky about his broke backs. He just wants one. He wa- he, he wants I don't somebody. care who it is. I just want someone else on the saddle with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did ride cross-country with two people on one motorcycle, mind you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you get captured in the fort. I need to stop saying so before everything. So, I really do. So, so I need to stop saying so. So um, you capture the fort. You get ca- you get cap you capture the fort. <laughs> well, you, it's yeah. true. In a larger <laughs> you talk to the Indian. The Indian's yeah. like, "Let's roll out of here. I know a route, but first you got we got to save all my Indians." I had a hard time finding them. I don't know what it, uh, I did too. So the problem is, is that is that when you kill one, it'll like open a door where yeah. all of a sudden oh. it'll be. But before the door's closed, God damn it! Yeah, like, so so you have it, to it just, do it in order. It just triggers a door opening, and then all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, there's another Indian getting beat up. Which, which uh, I mean, there's something of a trend in the latter part of Gun that we're playing, which is that they establish a convention and then they break it. Everything in Gun up till now, or most things in Gun, have been these sort of open world type things mm-hmm. where you can do things in whatever order. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the first conventions that breaks in that you have to do things in a very specific order yeah, that and, won't happen at all. And in this one, I don't really understand why it's that way at all. Why do I have to do these Indians in order? And I I kind of figured it out after, after a little while. I was like, oh, because they're directing me towards the escape garbage pit. You know, it's like yep. it's it's level designed to to move you in the right direction so you can find this pit. But they didn't need to because they break it up with a cutscene, right? So they could have positioned you in the same spot, just like they do if you get caught. Oh, it that's true. Resets you to the same spot. Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. I just it's still. Well, I think you're right. I actually forgot about the cutscene. It was a slippery slope of into annoyance with the last <laughs> part of the game. Um. You find all the Indians, and then the... I can't remember the, the Indian's name. Uh, Many Wounds. Many Wounds. Uh, Many Wounds, who... Uh, is it here, or is it after this part where you find out who you are and where you came from? I don't it's, even I know. I think it's after this part. It's after. It's pretty far after. I mean, like, you figure it out, unless you're... Oh, yeah, it's way after, idiot. actually. Mm-hmm. But you don't actually get it. Ex- you don't actually get it like totally explained to you right until just before you're going to go and get and on the kill. train to, to kill mm-hmm. uh, Magruder. Magruder. <laughs> Magruder. It's Magruder. I know it is, but Magruder. how can you not say it when it's one letter difference? Yep. <laughs> you turn that D around, and it's right. <laughs> God, I hate you so much. When I was playing this game alone, only because like, you're right. <laughs> I was by myself in my apartment going through it, and every time I saw his name come up in a text flash or anything, I'd go, Magruder! By yourself in the apartment? <laughs> Couldn't help it. You're like the police knock on your door. We had complaints with some crazy person down here. <laughs> Yelling at the top of their lungs. No, with the way Tyler dresses, though, he could show up to the door and be like, Evening, gentlemen. Something seemed to be the problem. I was just, I was just listening nice to my jazz records. His nice vest. Cooking some tortellini. And his nice vest and Italian shoes. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, many so many wounds. I I said so again, but it's such a good way to start a sentence. You can't help it. Yeah. So he takes you to your camp, to his camp. <laughs> Demonstrating, <laughs> and then point. he's like, "And now we're gonna fucking make those white men pay." <laughs> you're like, well, yeah, first, you first you have to go in front and be his bitch and murder a bunch of renegades before you can get out. Which is okay. Which is a little weird. The the sort of conditions for failure at that point where you grab some of them and they yell and people turn around and you grab other ones and they yell and no one hears them. Mm-hmm. Right, I think it's long as you grab them and they didn't know you were there until they got grabbed. That's all that matters. There was definitely a commenter that pointed out that they had better luck just running at them swinging their tomahawk than they did grabbing them. And oh, I, I didn't have any problem grabbing. No, I found... I, uh, I still right through that part. Yep. Didn't really have any problems. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it was, especially when you're following many wounds as opposed to, to trying to do something for him. Mm-hmm. It's this cute little train of dudes <laughs> like, snaking around. Yeah, I thought of it like as the Assassin's Creed like priest shield, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I just as long as I'm here, the AI won't see me. It was That's the great it. escape. Mm-hmm. So you <laughs> kill a bunch of dudes and you roll out. And then the cool part. Where it's the Indian massacre assault on the fucking fortress. Yeah. Which I'm going to be honest with you. Seriously, like, nothing against Indians and stuff, but I'm just saying, how are some Indians with bow and arrows and the occasional rifle going to take on a fort with, like, Gatling guns and cannons? I'm just being... By putting... By having their secret weapon get on a canoe and go around and take (laughs) everything out from behind, from within the fort. (laughs) They're just the distraction, man. They're the the raw meat while you can... That's what I meant, yeah. I mean, they would have just been getting chewed up yeah well before that you after you leave the the fort you're back in the area where you first started the game after the steamboat which is kind of cool yeah yeah that's like an indian yep. camp you're yes. back in montana at the blackfeet camp but no honest tom it would have been awesome if you saw honest tom's <laughs> picked clean corpse <laughs> yeah exactly bleaching. Some, some little cut scene you walk up and like you know you pee on kick him. this Kick this like what's left of a skull, or he's strung up and skinned as a warning. And then you pee on. Him. <laughs> and then you pee on him. Anthony has a one-track mind. Everything revolves around penis. <laughs> and peeing. And peeing. I do like to pee outside. <laughs> you so. do like to pee outside. <laughs> I came up a lot this weekend for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I should have made a better effort when I was riding cross country to pee in. On like on the dirt of every state I went into. Is it so the other ants could follow your trail? No, I'm just saying. You know, I, I at first I thought you were gonna say to like pee while you were driving, so it like warmed you. Like, <laughs> so, so your friend Paul would be dri- like driving the motorcycle, and you'd be on the back facing the opposite way, just peeing. <laughs> <laughs> that way, you could truly make the United States your own. You're really regretting that you didn't do this right now. Aren't you? Uh, well, Paul didn't have a motorcycle license, so I did all the uh, driving. So, uh, right, so Paul could have stood up and pissed off the back. I guess that would have been dangerous, though. I mean, you could have still done it, and then you could have marked Paul as well. <laughs> just, just all over me and all over Paul. <laughs> you had a closed face helmet, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, what's the problem? Man? We're getting hit by bugs left and right. That's a, that's a sad story. So you, God, damn me! You you fight <laughs> you fight a bunch of renegades in that clearing that are attacking the, your Indian friends, right? And hopefully, most of them don't die. And you continue on to it the... It doesn't matter, they keep respawning. Anyway. And then so you, you ride the, the so canoe into the so building. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate you so much. 
so so much <laughs> <laughs> is i think this is the point where you where you're finally told by many wounds your background isn't it no i think it's afterwards Mm-mm. no he doesn't tell you you don't you don't find out you don't find out until after you killed reed you, you find yeah you find out you find out your background oh that's right because you take the him. you take the crossbar to, right. to many wounds and then he explains right. it and then he tells you to go to the apaches it's the apaches that tell you your background got it mm. and you find out that you're apache <gasps> shocker at least, I had no idea. at least partially you're yeah. you're the son of the doctor Yes, the, you're the, you're half white. The doctor got it on yeah. with one of his patients. Yeah. Hot. In the meantime, you there's the assault on the fort. Man, the, in the meantime, the assault on the fort was stupid. It was stupid. No, I mean it was throwing, it the, throwing the dynamite part was kind of annoying. Yeah. Well, for first of all, you start it in a completely different costume. Because Colton right. decided that it would be an awesome idea to go out in pants, and well, that's I, it. I think I think maybe the idea was that uh, I'm going to defend it for a second, which was maybe that if he dressed the same similar, he wouldn't stand out quite so bad and be an obvious target. So he was basically an Indian uniform rolling with the Indians. I, What's I that short-haired Indian doing down there? <laughs> I'm just saying, less noticeable than some Sorry, dude rolling around with a hat and everything. He'd just be like, that guy needs to die. <laughs> He's obviously some hero class. It's I, a did find, I did find it extremely strange that once you took the fort, uh, suddenly you're back into your regular outfit again. Because, uh, you know, I like the different costumes and stuff. Yeah, Colton does a lot of outfit changing mm-hmm. in this game. Yeah, that's that's really going, that's all I thought of. It'd I be thought kinda, it was Ford, just like, oh yeah, they just... Does it give you like the option the once doll. the game is finished to, to change costumes? Not, Not that, that I'm aware of. I couldn't find anything like that. I'd be rad because I thought his rebel outfit was the coolest looking one. The one with like the the red stripe down the navy pants. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a cool one. His Han Solo pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it actually, used to remind me. I <clears throat> dated this girl in high school who her father was a, a postman, and and she gave me some of his mailman pants. They were the coolest <laughs> fucking pants, man. But I gave them away. Shame. Why were they the, just because of the stripe? Even the material they're made with, it's like this really weird polyester, but or, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what the material is, but they were really light and cool. Send us send us some postman pants. NASA material. I, there were actually several occasions where I would have like postal workers come up to me in public and say, like, oh, you're not supposed to be wearing that. Like, where'd you get this? You know. Where, From you the know. last postal worker who asked me that question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I should have said. They would be like, because you're not supposed to just wear it like as a casual sort of thing. Well, like uh, apparently, like you know, their employees aren't supposed to give it to thrift stores or anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. postal pants mean business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, well, I would take them off and turn them into you right now, but I'm assuming you don't want me standing. Just tell me you can buy. Yeah, them I didn't me. get these from a postal worker. I made them from a postal worker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. After the the Indian confrontation in the clearing, you have to make it to canoes. Mm-hmm. Which I, f- I feel like I got lost trying to find that because the other Indians ride off, and I, for some reason I thought I had to go the other way. Hmm. I don't know if this rings a bell. No, I, I had no trouble just jumping in my canoe and going. I, I was the dyslexic Colton for this particular gaming session. <laughs> um, so I so you ride off. You have to get to the canoes before they get destroyed, and then. And then you storm the fort with the cannon? 
I just realized I've been eating chips right in front of my microphone for like the last five minutes, so my apologies. Um, so yeah, so you stormed the... It's okay. So you stormed the fort. With the cannon. Well, um, not with the cannon. Like you storm the fort and you take over cannons in the fort. Yes. Yes. And then shoot them at, at themselves. bunkers <laughs> or at boats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and stationary cannons, fine. <clears throat> Right. Cannons on shitty rail cars, oh. not fine. <laughs> not fine. But you find that out later. Yeah. yeah. You find that out later. You do. <laughs> over and over and over again. And so this is another part early in this game where it establishes that cannons have a large area of effect and cause stuff to blow up. Right. Which is totally shit on and ignored later. Right. Um, so you get through the... I mean, not a lot happens at the fort. You're just going through the same spot. And Jabberwocky Ding Dong, what are you doing on your iPhone? Sorry, I, as, <laughs> as, a, as a side story, real quick, I got this email the other day from Miss Vera, and it was like, I saw your email address, and I just wanted to let you know that I think I've fallen in love with you. And so then I just sent her back, like, keyboard slams. I just slammed the keyboard and hit send. And then I got another picture today with, I got another email today about, I'm so happy that you responded to me, my love, here's my picture. And it's like... <laughs> So, I don't know. Sorry. Is she hot? Uh, don't open it. I just want, like, Jokoko. <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. I think it's Tyler's just, really interested. Now. I think it's just a spam bot. But it's just well, funny that really? it, yeah, it's just funny that I got a response when I just did keyboard slides. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, sorry. I just my, you just broke a lot of lonely guys' hearts on the internet <laughs> my shit just vibrated and so I was like what is it oh it's an email from my friend Vera <laughs> so leprechaun yeah uh not a lot happens in the fort no I mean you it just you a fight a bunch of guys you use cannons you fight a gatling gun and then when you did this part you did it wrong like after you killed the guy in the gatling gun you you just quick drawed and shot everyone but the the gatling gun actually rotates all the way around oh uh, yeah I and so you could have killed them all that, that was way. sort of my approach to everything was fire 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 <laughs> Uh, okay, run in, quick draw, murder seven people, right. get behind cover, use my rifle some more. Right. Yeah. Later. And then especially like at this, um, after you uh, you get your uh, you get your dad's rifle right before this, don't you? Or is it uh, when do you get your dad's rifle? Because that after killing awesome. Reed, when you defeat the boss. Yeah. After, after, um, after you kill Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Which and is a very fabulous rifle. That rifle rules. That's pretty much what I used almost exclusively for the rest of it. That looks it, like a rifle that Johnny Cash would have carried. It is single shot, but it reloads <laughs> super fast. Yeah. So. yeah. And it does a ridiculous amount of damage. Yep. Wait, is Reed the priest? Yes. You Which don't is, get your rifle from the priest. You get your rifle from that really tall looking. Your father's rifle from that tall looking, undead looking guy. From Dutchie? From the really tall guy That's in Dutchie. the Confederate outfit. Oh, Hollister? The zombie-looking guy? Hollister. Yeah. Oh, yeah? He has think... the rifle. Really? He huh. has your father's rifle. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Crazy. Anyway. That would explain... Oh, yeah, it, you're right, because that guy is a fucking asshole that kills you super quickly. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he was one of the harder... For me. Yeah. When was the Hollister fight? It's right after you attacked the fort. It's, yeah, it's right after the fort. You There's, you like, leave, no breather. You leave on a raft and... You're there with many wounds, I think, again. Yeah. Mm. And many wounds sudden, and soapy. Yeah, and all of a sudden dynamite falls and blows everyone in, a, in different directions. Right. And you're on an island that is laid out exactly like every other boss fight for the rest of the game, basically. Well, all. Which is like 
circular area, a bunch of rocks in the middle, run mm-hmm. away and try to hit them when they can't see you. Right. Uh, I feel like there's a better trick to killing uh, him in particular, but I don't remember what it was. I, I ended up just having to gun him a bunch, but I know that there's a better way to do it. Like something problem, when he throws the dynamite or something, you can quick draw it. And, uh, see, I tried that and it didn't do anything. I know, I, I couldn't figure it out either, but I'm almost positive there is a trick to beating him. My big problem was running away from Hollister down to the beach and thinking, oh, okay, well, I'll hide on the other side of this boat. And he would shoot me through it, and then I saw him walk <laughs> through it. <laughs> So I was being chased by the ghost of Hollister for for, for a while yeah, there. And, and who's there hiding by your boat? It's like is that soapy and so- many yeah. wounds. And yeah. if he if you lead him to them, he'll just kill them outright. And it's a big game if over. he can't see you. If he can see you, he beads in on you, just like everyone else in the game. Right. If you're around, you are a target. Yep. Is that? I mean, I had Indian food. What's your excuse? <laughs> yeah. Do you have issues today, Anthony? Was it the curry? <laughs> is it uh, our presence? I pass a lot of gas, guys. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, <laughs> how did you take on Hollister? Did you do anything special against Hollister? Or did you no, just... I just dumped all my ammo into him. I quick drawed, and then I'd run around, throw dynamite, and then after that it was just, yeah, using using my rifle and just like waiting so I could see his head just barely come around the corner and be like, yeah. boom, run. I think that's how I did the I whole did, thing. Yeah, I just did a whole bunch of stick and move around cover. And just eventually warm down. Pretty uneventful. Pretty yeah. boring, actually. In this yeah, kind of the, this is, again, unlike the Hoodoo fight, which was very hectic and active, but it didn't Well, but Hoodoo, feel... you didn't really fight Hoodoo himself. Well, you did at the top, but, I mean, even before oh, even, that... Even at the top, you just quick draw him to kill him. I mean, they just made him... They didn't make him a boss as much as his gang and taking mm-hmm. him down. Um, or Rudabaugh, fighting Rudabaugh and what's-his-name earlier... It felt like it was, was an fun. active boss yeah. fight where yeah. you were doing a lot as opposed to this arbitrary slog through. And mm-hmm. that's what Hollister felt like. Yeah, I think that was almost my favorite boss encounter. It was because c- you had the one guy on foot and then the other guy on you know horseback. It was just... Um, and a lot of cover to mess around with. And someone wrote in the comments actually to remind me that Rudabaugh was actually Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh in the Young Guns movies. It was Christian Slater's character. Really? So now... Now every time I think of Rudabaugh, I think of Christian Slater and want to shoot awesome. him. Awesome. <laughs> Pump up the volume. <laughs> Pump up the jam. God damn. That's an excellent Christian Slater reference, Tyler. <laughs> That's the... I never would have got that. Really? Right. No. Uh, so... Underground radio. You hit Hollister a bunch with the gun. Yes. And you kill him. Whatever. And you almost kill him, but first he Did runs around the corner. Did you the range of him? Uh, yes, I got in melee range of every boss. Yeah. Like an Alzheimer's patient. Uh I don't know, I just, I lost my fucking mind every time. I'm like, (laughs) I'll run up to this guy, I I can cut everybody else to pieces like nothing. Right. And get butchered in like a single hit. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So yeah, so you're right, you take him down almost, and then he runs behind a rock, and then he lights some dynamite. He stuffs a bunch of dynamite in every pocket. (laughs) That part's so funny. Ridiculous. And then all you do is run away. Like you don't even have to shoot him; you just run. And then he's <laughs> That's just like, nah. and then he explodes, and his parts fly at you because that is the direction that he was going. <laughs> I, I got hit by his torso. Yeah, that, that would probably kill you, man. Some fucking bone bone spears. Yeah, yeah. Rib shrapnel. <laughs> Did it damage you when his torso torso hit you? No, no. not not physically. 
Maybe a little emotionally. I tried to shoot the dynamite that was on him. Right, but it's not. It doesn't even matter. You no. just have to wait for. So the you timer. thought he was stuffing the dynamite in his clothes? I had the impression that he was like stuffing it in the bullet holes of like, in like his bullet wounds. Like <laughs> how fucking huge are those bullet holes after the dude? I mean, you're shooting a pretty high caliber pistol there, but he's still running around. And you did yeah. shoot him like 120 times. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he is obviously pretty hardcore. Well, Maybe gee, he really was the fucking zombie. bear head strapped to his back wasn't an indication that he was hardcore. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe he's doing a lot of drugs that make him don't feel it. Make him peyote. don't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a peyote and laudanum fiend. He's in the right place for it. Uh, so yeah, uh, Hollister does have Ned's fabulous rifle. With rhinestones. Or maybe it's like an Elvis rifle or something. <laughs> I just don't understand. It's got like fringes on it and rhinestones. It's and just beads and leather, like cut <laughs> leather. Rhinestones. It's a pretty common thing amongst it's people even, that participate in rendezvous. It's just like. Blinged out in the Old West. What you would take to the Grand Ole Opry. <laughs> uh, after I killing. Heard when I was a kid, and I have no idea that this is true, but when I was a kid living in Idaho, that the reason why. All of those, you know, the, the the fringes were decorative, but the leather fringes also had a purpose in that, like, if you were out and you, like, you were really, really hungry or whatever, you'd, like, pull off one of the little fringes and you'd chew on it to, like... That's true. It probably abates hunger. It probably makes you not think about hunger being hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Which, actually, I don't know if that's true, because I've, I've, I've read about psychological studies with gum and that the action of your jaw moving actually makes, actually you, makes hunger, you more hungry. hungrier. Yeah. So, like, you know, people who chew appetite, who chew gum to try and stem their appetite might be making it worse. But if I was some guy living up in the mountains and my pa told me that chewing leather makes me not hungry, I might believe it enough that then I didn't get hungry. Right. Well, if you chewed it enough, you might actually be eating it. So. Yeah. I I have no idea. I'm not prepared to make any statements. Make a statement. After the gravity incident on Rebel FM. Make a statement. (laughs) Make a statement and stick by it. No, I don't want smarmy emails from British guys that impugn the quality of the American education system based on my (laughs) ten-year-old remembrance of physics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that implies that I probably believe in creationism because that's what they teach over here. Yeah. (laughs) What? What's wrong with that? This podcast is done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done Wait, here. Wait, the Earth's the center of the universe, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, Anthony is the center of the universe. Uh, and I am the Earth. <laughs> I don't have anything nice to say. All right, so, you, so you kill Hollister. And then immediately it's I'm like, glad someone else said so. Yeah, know, you kill Hollister. purpose, though. And you ride to the steamboat, <laughs> which is conveniently close... And then there's another boss fight. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It goes right straight through it, yeah, every single time. It seems, man, Sno- Soapy must be some kind of safe-cracking wonder kind, because he opens that <laughs> shit like that. Yep. And no uh, one else, they haven't been able to open that safe for weeks. Yeah, but I have to imagine that, uh, or back guns? in the day, uh-huh. there were probably only so many safe manufacturers, so... Wait, sorry, that was a little loud. So once you had, like, safe-cracking down... I can't imagine that it would be too hard Like once you understood it. I don't know. I can't imagine that safes were that diversified back then. Nowadays. It almost looks like he just turns the dial once. It's like he's hacking the safe. Are you like trying to punctuate Arthur's sentences now, Anthony? Yes. <laughs> it's sort of like those people that can belch the alphabet, you know? Only we, Anthony does it with the other end. We went out to eat in the 
My food's just catching up with me in a bad way. <laughs> Whereas mine is just gurgling in my stomach and cr- slipping fire up Waiting for a more appropriate time where it won't be immortalized upon the internets for all of creation. Yeah, unfortunately, neither GarageBand nor Audacity has a fart filter. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, my ass. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so you, then you, now you're fighting Reed. Reed is a bitch because he rides around on a horse, and if you try and get on a horse, he murders it in, like, two seconds. He does. Yep. He is a horse murderer. And they, like, they put the horse there right next to you, like you're supposed to be fighting. Well, it does give you... Well, not only in that, a way, it, it gives does, you, like, four horses. In a way, though, yeah, it, yeah. riding a horse does kind of give you a, a, a fake health bar. Like, it adds That's another true. health bar. Yeah. Like, it takes it's the armor. shots for you. It's yeah, your in a way, I managed to mm. hang on to my first horse through but, the whole fight. See, that, that I want to know how you did well, that, because for me, what happened is Reed was running, and... Arthur's right. Like, if he gets out of your sight, he'll start to regenerate because he has mm-hmm. his own whiskey bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, Does he? That's what I read in a fact. But um, so, but with me, it, that never happened because he rode in a circle and then went to ride in between two rocks and got stuck on one. <laughs> and then after that, I was just like, I went super far with my sharpshooter and just shot him in the head until he died. <laughs> so he bugged Fortune out. Whereas uh, I, I spent more time on Reed than any other part in the game. Wow. Wow. Um, and I was ready to destroy something. Yeah, Arthur, See, Arthur did rage quit for a while. I, I did. I did have problems with Reed initially, but I didn't actually die on him at all. It was just that, like he kept shooting me, and I kept like almost dying. Like, what the hell? How am I supposed to get this guy? And I remember like peeking around, like doing the the peek in and out of cover a lot, mm-hmm. and firing at him. And then when he tried to run away, like I would chase him. And uh, I don't remember his health coming back. Maybe it did, and I just didn't notice. He, but I don't remember yeah, that. I don't if you, remember if you keep him, if you keep him in your eyesight, it doesn't happen. Yeah. If he gets oh, out of your fine. eyesight, he doesn't. Right. And uh, and I did chase him on a horse at one point, but I think my horse died pretty quick, so I didn't do it again. Which Wait. is funny because he has an indestructible horse. He is riding the Trojan <laughs> horse, apparently, because you cannot kill it. Hmm. He's got like three spots that he stopped that that he would stop at. It seems like, and when he would go up. Onto the hill, did he ever? Did, yeah, yeah. Did he ever yeah, go he up, up there, the hill yeah. where, where, where there's the grassy area? Mm-hmm. Like when he was up there, that's whenever I would regenerate my horse's health. I would just hide behind the bank. See, and he, and, he would, he would and, and him being hidden, he didn't tick his health up. I never noticed it until so yeah, yeah, well, with Arthur. There was no way you couldn't because with Arthur, his health would literally tick up from half to full in less than like ten seconds. Wow. It, was, wow. it was incredible. Like, if Arthur left him for long enough, it was just like. Boop, 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 boop. And in fact, the wow. only time he he really could ever even shoot me, you know, hit hit me with any shots was when I would pursue him on the See, entire oh, area. He I think never I missed. I think, Arthur's <laughs> game, I think Arthur's game was also bugged, but bugged in, like, the he has perfect aim and fast regen. Where well, Reed was a Terminator, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, actually, I think Reed was a leprechaun. Oh, yeah, clearly. He had the luck of the Irish with his bullets, and he yep. regenerated. He also <laughs> had the power of the Irish as well. So... Anyways, so Reed's a bitch. I, I had no problem. I had no yeah, problem. I only beat Reed once he stopped, or See, he stopped and just stopped moving. He bugged. See, I, I remember when I played it originally on Xbox years ago, I didn't have a problem beating him either. So I feel like you had some sort of reverse mm-hmm. bug where it was like... The the worst part is that no one would, everyone would think I was a giant vagina who sucked at games, if not for the fact that you watched me do this. It's true. Because are you saying is, that women are bad at games? Yes. I think you are. That is precisely what I'm saying. Just like yesterday when you told me that also Mexicans and Asians are bad at games. <laughs> I think he's just there. saying... Look, I didn't say that. All I'm saying is that gaming <laughs> skill resides in the prostate. That's, that's all I'm saying. No. 
you you would think I sucked at games if not for the fact that you witnessed his health increasing. Every well, I complaint that- I have about that boss battle sounds like what a 10-year-old would say playing Call of Duty 4 against people that are good. Yeah. He fucking hits me with every shot. His health regenerates. That's bullshit. <laughs> well, that's one of the things with um, with this game is that you it's just buggy enough that you can never quite tell if the frustration you're experiencing is due to a bug or if it's due to ga- bad gameplay design. Possibly. And this and is another that's, that's instance. Just kind of a, that's just kind of a bummer because like it, uh, it, it colors your experience of the whole game. Yeah. This is another instance where they break the gameplay conventions as well, because his every other enemy you see with a horse, if you shoot the horse, they die, mm-hmm. and that is a way to get the fight over faster. Yeah, um, to get them off their horse, but this yeah, guy you just can't. Exactly. And that is extremely frustrating. Mm. I mean, the least they could have done was, like, skin some armor on the horse. I mean, even though as ridiculous <laughs> as that is, you know, but... I mean, because... You know the final boss fight. You Has can't armor. really hit him. Yeah, at least you know, he's and, got a fucking like, chest yeah. piece on. Yeah, I mean, and I shooting can... him in his head just pisses yeah. him off, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Well, I mean, God, getting shot in the face only took out one eye. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, and actually, we skipped a part because between defeating Hollister and making it to the steamboat. There is the ride through Indian territory, finding the Indian camp. Yeah, finding out, finding the skinned bodies hanging yeah, upside like, oh, down. Shit, that's right, and he's like, oh, "I guess we should leave them so whities. they don't make it us." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we should cut them down. Do you want to be the next warning? <laughs> um, so well, yeah, that, that's that's the time. It's not in between those two boss battles. Yeah, it is. It's after both of those boss battles. I am reading a walkthrough right now. I don't think the walkthrough is correct because yeah, I thought it was after those, and it's right it before is, you go it, fight Magruder. It's after, yeah, because you go and you find Soapy again next to the skinned bodies just before you go and find Magruder. So whatever walkthrough you're reading has that out of order. Magruder, Magruder. <laughs> you're actually right. I'm just I'm retarded, which is another word I'm not retarded. supposed to say. <laughs> so. I'm sexist, racist, don't like people with mental disabilities. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't play games. To be fair, we did have a person write to us and say that he liked us a lot, but he found it personally offensive when we say the word retarded. I had a roommate. I had a roommate in college who had a mentally dis- disabled brother, and oh, she I, broke and me that And this person shit. had autism, and they kind of get a little offended by that. She broke me yeah. that shit for years. I apologize. She moved away. I actually, uh, my, I never knew this, and I feel like an ignoramus for not knowing it. But um, apparently, like I found out that handicapped is a bad word, which I'd kind of heard of in the past that handicapped was kind of a bad word. I didn't really know why. They prefer handicapable. Yeah, and well, my and my girlfriend, she was telling me, she's like, I, I said handicapped at one point. And I said, oh, well, you know, oh, don't park there. That's handicapped parking. She said, don't say handicapped. I'm like, what? Why not? And she said, well, because it has a bad connotation. Okay, how come? Apparently, it was uh, the way that she told me was that it was because disabled people in the past would have to beg, so they would have their hand in their cap. That's where that comes from? Yeah, handicap. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's what she told me. So I'm like, wow, I I better start using disabled. So how did that find its way into, like, sports and, like, you know, the boxer handicaps or, you know? Yeah, I I guess it's, uh, it's just one of those things, you know? I guess it just became popular, like, a word, it got co-opted, and then... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. So, after we, uh, so now, you're right, so now that we've killed Reed, now we have the part with the bodies, 
Right. And, and now it's kind of like, this is your opportunity to go do side missions. Your last if opportunity you to do side missions before the I, end of the game. I didn't. I jumped in and was like, let's go get Magruder. Right. And you do that part where you you now take the pieces of the cross up to the top of the mountain, and you're like, I only quite half understood. You read some fucking Latin, and you're like, all right, I put the shit here and here, and now yeah. I know where the, the city of Which, gold um, is. It was oh, some real Indiana Jones shit. Yeah. I, I had actually wandered up to that same ledge before... All this, you know, oh, where the where the uh, where the Apache camp is. Yeah, yeah, and mm. I remember looking down at that little part of the rock where there's you can tell there's a texture there that looks like it's supposed to be some kind of engraving. And I was like, mm. I bet I will return here, right? <laughs> some point after in the story after the whole scene where you find out where you're from, which is that as we said before, you're the doctor's son and mm-hmm. the the son of a, a hot Indian chick. And, so and you weird. get, and you like, get raised. I didn't, I didn't get from that scene that you were the doctor's son. I thought you were just a you're a to, cracker. Well, that's the thing is, is that you're. Is, <laughs> that's the thing is that is that you're uh, is that you are now you're racist against white people <laughs> you're the pastiest Indian baby that ever was exactly you're, you're obvious yeah, well, you're, that's, well, that's you're what obviously what a mixed a mixed like of mixed that's heritage. what I thought too but it, I was like okay maybe he's just an unusually cracker looking Indian so that's the thing is so I think that's why I think that it's implied because you see the lady in there and it's kind of implied that she has a relationship with the doctor yeah and that at the, your young Indians like here is this boy. Yeah, so, I, I must have just name? like glossed over that when I was watching it. Do you remember the name of the Indian with the cross tattooed on his back? I mean that that's many wounds. No, isn't it's it? not. No, it's uh it's uh, I'm not gonna be able to remember. Balls. I thought it was Balls. many wounds. No. Crossback. We'll just call him. Yeah, let's call him Crossback. <laughs> uh Man crossback, cross back. crossback took you out of the, the house when right. shit right before shit hit the fan. Right. Crossback's no, well, also it, and the crossback's also the one that that kills the people in the beginning. I think the very beginning, and, like and at the end, and the trailer the end, beginning. With no, the no, no. That's that's a long, long time before that. The conquistadors were in like the fourteenth, the fifteenth and sixteenth century. Weren't they? I guess that's yeah, true. So were. I guess you're a descendant, yeah, of that guy. They know of the the secret gold mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Crossback says you're like his brother or whatever. So I'm wondering if they well, if they mean in the his father, sense. his father and your father were were quote unquote brothers in the. The sense that they were very close and so my together. guess is Crossback's dad's probably the guy that gets shot in the head just like yeah. out of nowhere by right. Magruder, right? You know, and him and Magruder. the doctor up. Magruder. Okay, so from now on, no one says Magruder. They say Magruder. <laughs> Give me some bubblegum. I thought we had that covered already. We were already saying Magruder. Well, no, we keep saying Magruder. Magruder. <laughs> like there's some kind of like hardcore '80s rock echo in the. <laughs> Dude, I want a hardcore '80s rock echo following me around. That'd be awesome. You really That'd don't. be awesome. If, you know what? If Jason Cesar hear that shit, they will totally do it all week at E3, and you will hate life. <laughs> I will fact, hate life. In fact, that is going on Twitter as a dare to Jason and as Cesar. As a dare. I already want to kill him. <laughs> want a pair, Tyler? A pair, sure. A pair. Want a pair? Tyler! That, you want to share? that part after you see that cinema where you're on top of the ledge and it says go talk to Crossback. Right. I feel like an asshole saying that. I just but, can't remember but, his name. I know. Neither can I, I but, had a but, really hard time figuring out how to get down for some reason. I, so did I, I was going to say, like, you, you spawn right there. I was like, am I like, supposed to jump off? I, 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 I base jump off. I base, yeah, I base jumped down there. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, so there's a ledge right there. I can land on that. Uh, okay. <laughs> That hurt, but I'm still alive. <laughs> and there's then, another ledge. Right, and then I finally found out, and then, like, when I died the first time I jumped off, and then I, 
And I was running around, running around, running around, and then finally I see the little path that sprouts down. Like, it's because oh. the way that the camera is when you walk over there, you can't even see it looks that it's like actually a ledge. path. You can't exactly. see the path in front of you. I was like, and well, I still felt like an idiot. I did though, too. Even though it's kind of, I, I can, I guess, blame it on the position of the camera and the level design. I right. think at any point where we say bad level design, it's just us feeling stupid and <laughs> wanting to blame Neversoft. <laughs> That's not actually true. There are parts where I feel that the, there was some not so hot level design but in that case sure. that could easily just be me thinking okay let's do this <laughs> yeah <laughs> and missing it except do you even need to do those parts where you walk to point a or point b to activate missions because i totally went to the map at one point and mm-hmm. it said there's a mission here and i selected it and hit a and it just started the mission really yes I never did that. Yeah, I never noticed. I that don't either. know. You should ask the Neversoft guys because I don't know. That would have saved me a whole lot of running around. It was, would have been fast travel. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, another way that this game could have been ahead of its time. Um. So now it's time to kill McGregor. <laughs> well, first you have to find the gold, which is when you go up to the mountaintop and you put the cross on the thing, and then and you get shot at by McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> you got shot at by Dutchie. Who rolls with McGregor? Exactly. <laughs> God damn it. That was the dumbest idea I've ever <laughs> There's no way around it. No, and now it's just going to be that way forever. <laughs> um, Dutchie fires a cannonball at you on the ledge. Perfect fucking aim. Yeah, yep. no kidding. Not only that, but he has magic cannonballs, unlike everything you have for the rest of the game, and it totally takes off the mountaintop. Soapy can really take a hit. Yeah, he can. Like, he skids face first down the side of the mountain. And then later on, they shoot off his... <laughs> shoots off his fingers, and he's yeah. just like... He's crawling away, and... That, that, that whole part is pretty hardcore. I don't know if, if the cinema at that point is real-time, but... After he shot off the finger the second time, it definitely flipped back to where the fingertip was resting on top of his hand. Oh, really? For me. <laughs> for some reason, that stuck out as especially brutal. I didn't see that actually happen. What I noticed when they shot off the second finger was the blood spray was like this single, like, uh, kind of like curved polygon coming out of his hand and repeated. It, it kind of looked like... Uh, like like you know, he was shooting you, rainbows? Yeah. <laughs> a geometry a wars coming from his hand? Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny looking. But I got what they were going for, so I appreciated it. Yeah, they were just out to kill McGregor because they wanted to drink his blood for a generation. <laughs> That's the true city of gold. It's fucking the ability to get regeneration for yourself. <laughs> I do admire this game's like it, like that they decided right off that they were going to be balls out hardcore and it, they held it up through the end of the game. It is extremely unflinching. Yep. Um, right through the part where you kill Reed instead of letting Reed live, as a commenter pointed out, where. Mm-hmm. Someone said, That's I really like that, that That instead of walking away and letting him live and having Reed pull out a gun and then Colton turning around and killing him. He's like, no, you're fucking dead. This is Ned's gun in your mouth. Remember the prostitute who you turned into a Pez dispenser? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they show the blood spray all over your face. Yep. Yeah. That I guess that's where you realize Colton's not screwing around. Yeah. Yeah, compared to the other, you know... 250 people you've probably killed. <laughs> I think that's a conservative estimate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, the, if uh, Colton was based off a historical figure, that historical figure would have had to have been a mass murderer. The Saint of Killers. Yeah, it was like he, he, uh, he then took down the population of Wyoming. 
Well, the human population. That's anyways. why Wyoming doesn't exist anymore <laughs> because Colton made his way through. <laughs> he made Mystery way. solved. Or that's where all the leprechauns. He, well, I was going to say he carved a path for the leprechauns to take over. <laughs> who emerged from Utah? I actually think that leprechauns went extinct after Colton invaded their homeland. <laughs> now I'm making leprechauns. Leprechauns actually were originally living in the souls of buffaloes. So when all the buffaloes were killed, that's where the leprechauns came from. Thanks to Colton. They moved from from the American Midwest to, to fucking Ireland. <laughs> we like it cooler. Anyways. And potatoes. I'm just uh, saying, it would make sense that the leprechauns were in that area if they had that, that fucking city of gold. Like, by the amount of gold there was at the end. That was clearly a leprechaun stronghold at one point. Clearly. Anyways. A very gassy leprechaun stronghold. <laughs> And it wasn't, um, uh, that wasn't like, uh, yeah, never mind. Soapy gets his fingers blown off and, like a punk bitch, caves and tells, I'm like not going to say, bitch, huh? tells Magruder. But if I had, uh, where the gold is. If I had my fingers shot off, I don't know, man, how long is it going to take before you cave? Like, that's, uh, that, that, that's business. They wouldn't even get Prop. to the first finger. Yeah. They'd they would like, put a gun I'm going to shoot hand. your hand off. Oh, it's over there. I'd be all Colton. Will, Colton will take care of it. <laughs> I, I can just imagine how the scene unfolds. I I'm not telling you shit, and then they pull out the gun. I say it's over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be all shoot a toe, please. A toe. <laughs> then I can at least look like I held out for a bit. <laughs> You're like the the security guard that's in on the heist. Make it yeah. look real. Right. <laughs> so so Soapy bamps like fucking Nightcrawler out of that office as soon as they're turned. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I'm like, man, he's fast with no fingers. <laughs> Those were just weighing him down. That was just, <laughs> just Batman moment. Um, yeah, Soapy escapes. It meets up with you. It will. Soapy drags his ass onto the train tracks. Right. <laughs> and you find him. Yep. Uh, is that after you Did fight you your way down? Did you read that as a suicide attempt? No, I think it's just... <laughs> I don't think so. Really? I mean, what's a safe really cracker going to do without his fingers, right? Right. He's got yeah. another Felt hand. like he sold out his friends. Um, you don't find Soapy before having to fight a shit ton of former Confederate soldiers on the top of the mountain, which is where you first face them and you realize, these guys aren't the punk bitches no. mm-hmm. that the well, other guys you fought for the rest of the game They're easy enough to kill, are. though, because that's when you get your dynamite bow and arrow, too. Well, also... So just like... There's yeah. just TNT barrels everywhere. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you're just raining down fiery destruction on But them. that's the first time that you meet um, regular enemies that you also can't melee like crazy because they pull out giant yeah, ass swords, swords and yeah. fucking butcher you, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's okay. I, I had stopped meleeing people by this point because I was getting so good with the guns. It was just... I never me- it was, meleeed people. It was easy just to stand in one spot and go bang, 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 and everybody's dead. Well, this is, it just, this is another part where... Previously, my my skills and strategies for the game became less useful because these guys took up so many more bullets. Or than because your else strategies did. were bad. Uh, well, what, how did they take <laughs> up? Well, I mean, like, well, maybe it's because I'd done all the side missions in the past. These guys died in. That's uh, um, true. Your gun hand and everything yeah, was like maxed. I, yeah, I don't know how. I, like, I I still never really looked at my any of my stats. Was there a way to actually look at all of your stats? So, I think there was. Mm-hmm. So what talked about yeah, having a kill count your, uh, like? That they that they knew exactly how many people. Yeah, all that shit's in the menu. Okay, well, I never actually looked at my stats, so I don't know how high my gun hand was or anything. But my stats must have been high enough that these guys weren't a problem. I just went into quick draw, and they took two shots to the chest max, of course, or one shot to the head. They were just like any other enemy to me. They they were just more dangerous with their guns. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that that's, that would be the difference, because I definitely didn't have time to do as many side missions. I mean, missions when you die and life. stuff, it does tell you, maybe you should do some side missions to work up your stats. <laughs> maybe you should let me do some side missions. God damn it. throwing the whole end of the game at me all at once. Yeah, they do. They just lob that last third at you without really giving you a breather. And I think they kind of, I think they kind of had to, just because of the way the story plays out, you know, it's kind of, because uh, yeah, I always felt that that, that it, it like at the end of GTA 4, you know, like there there wasn't near as much tension there because after every single mission, I could go and fuck around for 2 years before I went and continued on the story and then everybody else acted like it was yesterday that I last saw them. Yeah. Right. And I think they didn't I think in Gun they didn't want to do that for that last third of the game. They wanted to have it all play out all at once so that you got the whole ending experience. And maybe that's maybe that's just a problem with um, these open world designs that nobody's really figured out how to solve cleanly yet. Is to provide like that satisfying, all that satisfying straight through experience, you know, like you would expect from from a movie ending climactic sequence, while still allowing you the freedom to go and do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That there's there's definitely problems to having a succinct movie like story with giant gaps in between plot points. <laughs> right. And that's something that is avoided by playing through it in quick succession. But yeah when grinding becomes something that really helps later in the game <laughs> if you don't get it in early and you can't do it later it's kind of yeah they do they do tell you a couple times to go do it but they don't warn you that the end of the game is going to be way harder if you don't i mean i guess they kind of do they imply it by saying you know you're going to need this for the end of the game so i take back what i just said but they don't they don't like I, it maybe if they were like, okay, your stats are not high enough. The rest of the game will be very difficult unless you go and do some side missions to mm-hmm. get your stats up. Because I did notice at the end of the game too that I think probably because my quick draw and my stats were up, like if I got two headshots in the row, my bar was full again. Oh wow! Like instantly, it just wasn't a problem. How many side missions did you do? Jesus, I did Christ. a lot of side missions. I did, I did pretty much everything up until. Like I, I exhausted all of the side missions until I until I had gone and done and killed like you know Reed and Hollister, and where then it tells un- you that you've unlocked more, and then missions. it unlocks some more side missions, and I didn't do those. Man, you're that guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> I was that guy when I played. You're the, the first guy that time. got gun for Christmas and had no game for three months. And <laughs> right, three months later. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's where you're introduced to the uh, Confederate soldiers mm-hmm. who who are more challenging. Yeah, but I mean, with the the conveniently placed barrels and your brand new dynamite bow. This like, is where even I, when they're all lined up around a corner for me, I would just pull, dra- draw my bow, and then I would jump shoot over the wall. <laughs> right, jump shoot, and then that would be. It. I think I was hesitant to use arrows too. I was that's hesitant to use the bow because it's so rare that you find arrows in that game. Yeah, but it gave they it gave to you right there for a reason. The game and they give them to you right there, yeah. Yeah. Um, this was the first point in the game where I started manipulating the environment before battles where I would take TNT barrels and say, there are probably going to be guys that come from there, so I'm going to put that here and shoot it. Oh, nice. Um, I never actually did that. I just waited. I just figured if there was a TNT barrel somewhere, then I would wait for somebody to run by it. Exactly. The only, the only problem is that the barrel, the button that throws barrels that you're holding is the same button that throws Molotov cocktails or dynamite. Right. So I, there <laughs> when you mash it and then you throw one right after the other. No, it, it means that I would throw dynamite instead of picking up the barrel first and then throwing it. Oh ah. yeah, see on the keyboard it's F to pick up, V to throw. Yeah, and it's, v is for it's Y as well, on but... 360. It's Y to pick up and L to throw, but I would just forget to pick it up. <laughs> uh, see. 
<laughs> Once again, bad tactics. <laughs> exactly. Are you done with that? Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, you make your way down, down towards the uh, train tracks, find Soapy, and then you save him before the oncoming train with Dutchy and the cannon. It's loaded with a bunch of people, and like, I don't know. I I found the bullet sponginess of Dutchy to be the most annoying of any of the other. I bullet dude, I, I killed him so easy. All I did is like went to one part of the train. And it edged out, and then his head was exposed, and then I just headshot him until he died. He couldn't even shoot back. I went up onto the rock, the the ledge area where you come down originally from. Mm-hmm. I went up to that and just sniped people with rifles and sniper rifles. Nice. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, it was exciting, like, shooting the guys on horseback with the dynamite bow and seeing <laughs> it sink into their horse's flank and then them ride off and hear an explosion from the other surround speaker. And you'd hear the cha-ching yes. for an explosive kill. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually use the dynamite bow at all in this section, even though I knew I was supposed to. Like just because it it would take longer to. Sh- I thought it was going to take longer to shoot the bow. When I actually figured out how awesome the dynamite bow was, was after I because uh, I used it like near the end of the game. But after I beat the game, I did a couple more missions, and uh, I got a bandit attack, and these guys attacked me on horse, and I had my my bow out. And you stick them with an arrow, and it's like sticking in their side, and then they just go boom, and they explode, but the horse is still okay. I thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) You just had to pick pieces of the bandit off the horse. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So now let's get to the annoying ending. Yep. No, we still have the whole cannon. That's what I'm saying, the annoying ending. Fucking train car sequence. This is all part of the ending. Um, So this is, Clay makes an an appearance again. Right, Clay Clay and the Apaches working together to attack uh, the mine. Which is heartwarming. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I I liked the fact that that was going on around you, but then when you get on to the cannon and you're actually using the cannon, this is the worst fucking cannon in the world. Yeah. It's like, unless unless I get a headshot on somebody with a fucking cannonball... It doesn't kill them. There's like this giant explosion, all this smoke everywhere, like dust and flying around these guys, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, something!" I literally watched guys take cannon shots, and it's like I threw a medicine ball at them or something. Yeah, and I, so they'd stop and like look fucked up a little bit, but then they'd resume shooting death at me. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess maybe they were. It just wasn't designed necessarily, especially well. Like maybe they were having a hard time figuring out how to balance it with making it like where you weren't just on the god gun. Right. Like rolling through it, and I think, but I, I think that would have been fine. See, I, I think it's a, um, I think it's really tempting, probably, to design an ending that's more challenging than the rest of the game. But in my experiences, anyway, maybe just because I'm getting old and I don't want to have to fuck around with things anymore, it's I like it better when I am a god at the end of the game. You know, and, I hear that, and where. Um, I, you know, put me on the god gun. Let me mow through all these guys. Let me like destroy the cave around me, like as I'm firing at them. And then, like it, it's it seemed that they were so intent on a particular game design idea. Like, okay, we're gonna have it so that they're on this cannon, and when they come to a switch in the tracks, we're gonna make it so they have to get off to switch the tracks. Which and they can't kill the guys beforehand with the cannon because the cannon's just gonna fucking suck. Because if we make it happen, it'll be too easy to get off and switch, you know, or whatever. There won't be any tension. Anyway, I think they were married to a particular sequence of events, and then uh, they stuck with it and they and they modified 
they modified things that they shouldn't have modified in order to make it fit this kind of vision instead right. of realizing that the experience could have just stood on its own. And the checkpointing at that whole part is balls. It's true. Yeah. It's very few and far between. If you do die, it's like I figured start out like, over. I'm pretty sure this is the way that it works. Is that any time that there was a switch that you had to switch? No, that was the checkpoint. That is not true. Really? That's the, the first way it for me. the first checkpoint in that when you get into the mine itself, there's a checkpoint at the very beginning at the first switch, mm-hmm. and then the next checkpoint is right before the turntable. Ah, okay. <laughs> Which is a long way away. Right. <laughs> uh, I definitely took to getting off of the the little mine cart and just going ahead and murdering yeah. everything and then yeah. I was gonna say like I didn't even ride it uh, um, other than the first group of Gatling guns and that you have to use the cart yeah. to take oh, out. So, no, I inside the mine. No, before you're inside. Oh, okay, yeah, like, that that's other different. Than that, like outside of the mine, I never got off the the, the yeah, cabin. me either. Um, I I had to because like outside the mine, like I you know how you're shooting those barn doors to go inside the mine. Yeah. Yes, like. I was dying every time from the guys on the cliffs. And like there's three Confederate soldiers up there yeah. like, shooting yeah. their rifles at you. And I swear to God, like I was like I died three or four times and finally I was like coming around the corner and all I did is just fucking pelt that cliff with cannonballs and just watch those guys kinda like flinch and like look like they were getting hurt or something and then none of them would die. So finally I just like got off the cart and took out my rifle and just Killed them all three mm-hmm. at the rifle real quick, and that was the only way I could make it through that part. Yeah, to go back to what you were saying about challenge, I I like when it, when the end of a game is challenging, but I don't want it to be challenging by crippling me. Right. Um, that's something that a lot of games do at the beginning, and that's irritating enough to get fucking Metroided at the beginning <laughs> of a game. But if you're going to challenge me at the end of the game, that's fine. But make it make it challenging, and that I really have to use all the skills I've developed and acquired mm-hmm. over the course of the game. Mm-hmm. as opposed to forcing me into this really mm-hmm. arbitrary situation where I have right. to do this specific thing or die. Well, and there's also the like what you're saying before about um it not being it not being congruent with what you had learned yeah. previously in the game. Like before a cannon had a super wide blast radius that would kill everything in the area. And now the the cannonballs, the explosion doesn't do crap. You have to hit things directly with a cannonball to kill them. And and Earlier in the game, it, regor- it rewards either shooting from cover and being fast and stealthy or being extremely aggressive in a concerted way. Mm-hmm. And you are fucking punished for that. <laughs> for You're punished for aggression and there's no opportunity for stealth or cover in, in this part. Well, again, I think that might be because of your stats. Like, when I, whenever, I got off my, whenever I got off the train car and I just uh, berserked it in there mm-hmm. and pulled out my quick draw everything died in front of me. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I had no problem Like once I jumped off the train car as well. Yeah. The only time I would get on would be to blow away the barriers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think that maybe they should have made it a little bit more obvious what your stats were doing for you. I don't know how. I mean, maybe they probably thought about this already and then just couldn't think of a way to do it. Or, you know, maybe they thought it would be obvious enough in the, you know, the enemies that you were killing. But it did seem to me like until we were talking today, I didn't really know what my stats were doing for me. Because all along the entire game, a headshot would just kill everybody. So I was just headshot, headshot, headshot. And then Whereas I time, would definitely headshot someone with Ned's rifle and they wouldn't die. Like it wow. would take two headshots to kill them. Yeah. So I, for that, me, it didn't. That never happened to me, yeah. yeah. So for me, it just seemed like my stats weren't doing anything. Like they were just kind of there. But. I did notice at the end of the game if I went into quick draw and I didn't really want to take the time to headshot everybody, 
that I could take down the Confederate soldiers in two, three shots to the chest maximum and then move on to the next guy. So that 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 might be it. That might be why you know you weren't able to be as aggressive at the end of the game as I was. Possible. So, can't, yeah, so can't you make people it, up. What's that? What are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> we're still moving. Well, I think we line. we finally got to the point. Like the the turntable part is super annoying. Um, I thought it was easy. Yeah, I thought it was easy too. The guys come out and you just quick draw them as yeah, they appear. I guess mm-hmm. I just didn't have stats as high as yours. Yeah. That I or- just rifled them as they appeared because like mm-hmm. it, they would only come out in groups of two or three. It gives you plenty of advance notice where they're coming from. Gives you too. plenty of advance notice, and then yeah, I would fire at some guy. Even if I don't hit them in the head, one shot from Ned's rifle kills anybody. So maybe you just didn't do enough side. Yeah, dishes. that is that's definitely what it is, and I'm not the only person in that situation. There were people in the comments that that pointed out as well. Um, I just thought the side missions were fun. That the difficulty I enjoyed the side missions too. It's just after after Empire, I didn't feel like I had a chance to squeeze in any side missions. Yeah, it's it's definitely a time thing. Like if you. If you were just trying to get through this game for Game Club and didn't have time to just kind of relax and play the side missions, then you know I can see this ending be a lo- being a lot harder for you. Um. So after the turntable part, which I thought was annoying, but <laughs> apparently I was the only person in the room that did. Right. You make your way through the last barrier with the Gatling gun hiding behind it, and then all of a sudden the tracks end. Yeah. And you get to do the rest of it by yourself. Yep. And I think the way that they explain it is that uh, the the cavern is unstable and it's collapsing, and so cold. you're like, "Get out of here! Yeah. I got somebody to kill." Exactly. And Clay like, is I like, "Finish business." And yeah. Clay is like, "Okay, I'm yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah, you have fun with that." Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so you take on a fort full of Confederates. Yep. Which is, I mean, it it wasn't super hard. It was just just more bullet sponges. And again, yeah. there was a ton of dynamite set up again. Yeah. yeah. And yep. it, it refills all your ammo, which is kind of it. Mm-hmm. Although it's kind of a cock tease that it's like, here's all this ammo, even after you kill all these Confederates, you will use none of it. <laughs> I did notice that after every single cutscene, all of your, your health and most of your ammo seemed to be refilled or something. Which was nice. Yeah. yeah. And the, this was a part of the game where I did, where there was a lot of really nice checkpoints. Where I was, where, because I died a few times just because I was overly aggressive. Because at this point of the game, I'm feeling like, all right, if I'm on foot and I've got my rifle, I can take on the fucking world. And it turned out that that wasn't the case sometimes. Are you talking about the the last fight before Magruder? <laughs> yeah, like like in the like in the in the fort. Like I would run into I would run into the area where there's the guys up on a ledge and they're throwing and there's one guy throwing dynamite down at you. Yeah. And I and I was killing everybody so fast that I wasn't even using the dynamite that was scattered around. So he threw dynamite at me, which exploded all the barrels that and I should have exploded you. and killed me. That happened to me a couple times because I couldn't get out of the blast radius soon enough. And uh, but the checkpoints were always like right there, so that worked out well. Magruder. Uh, looks like the walk of shame or something, Tyler. Yes. <laughs> Tyler walks very slowly from the bathroom, embarrassed what he had just done there. What did you do? <laughs> I was just thinking about gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were just talking about the last Confederate fight before Magruder. Yeah. Which is... I mean, it's slightly pain in the ass, but not really hard. And then yeah. you, And then you fight Magruder. Then you find El Dorado. 
Image Fighting Story Weirder wasn't hard for me, but that's only because I remembered exactly how to do it from my first time through. Oh, really? Yeah. So I had to figure it out. It took me a long time to figure out because I was throwing. I was like, okay, shooting him in the head doesn't hurt him. Uh, all right, so I'm going to throw dynamite at him. Oh, okay, that hit him and hurt him. So I kept throwing dynamite at him. Oh, there's dynamite scattered around. I must need to keep throwing yeah, dynamite at yeah. him. And I kept throwing dynamite at him. I'm like, why the fuck? He was, he was standing right on dynamite, and it didn't hurt him. And it took me forever to figure out, that, like, oh, he has to be standing on those fucking gas pockets. Right. Yeah. And, and then is... that's when that's really when your dynamite bow and arrow be- comes in really exactly. handy. And, and then you is... just, just trail him. This yeah. is the last instance where, again, they sort of discard the gameplay that they've established for the rest of the title, which is you can't shoot him, you can't rush him, you can't do anything except for do this very specific... He's just a puzzle boss. Yeah, he is a puzzle boss. And they don't they don't establish in any kind of cutscene how you're supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the looking back on it now, I see, oh, well, yeah, I guess that could be considered kind of clever that the gas that you're supposed to light on fire is green. Right. It's a mine, and it's but there's no other part. Like if there had been gas leaks elsewhere in the level that you mm-hmm. saw burst into flames, then that mm-hmm. would have been a good indication that yeah, you, maybe you, this is what I'm supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, you can only discover it by accident. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that hard to figure out. So there were it, a lot of people in the comments and online that had a hell of a time trying to figure out how to beat him. It was annoying to me to figure it out. Like it, it took me like I don't know. It probably took me maybe four or five minutes of gameplay is all mm-hmm. before I figured it out, but I did feel like that was four or five minutes of gameplay that I didn't need to spend. There was more yeah. frustration than you felt you should invest. And I was yeah. like kind of tricking myself out because I was using my bow, and there were times where I hit the gas pocket, but I didn't realize what I had done. I thought like maybe I had just got a good shot on him, and I mm-hmm. didn't connect the fact that he was standing over the store, or I couldn't see. My him, dynamite you know? bow does vertical columns of fire. Yeah, <laughs> but... um. Yeah, I don't know. That was odd. To me, the more frustrating part was like the second half, or not that it was more frustrating, but the, the harder you know, part, the second right, phase where you have to his... quick draw on his dynamite throwing, and he doesn't, yeah, and, and he doesn't always throw the big ones. That wasn't difficult. What was difficult was the fucking soldiers that would come from behind. That only happened to me what? once. Really? I didn't ever have soldiers. Come. I, I had like I three never waves had of anyone. guys really? that wow. were shooting me through rock. Yeah. Like, their bullets were going. Yeah, there's like b- behind the you up on this, up on the like opposite of the arena where you were fighting Magruder, and now he's up on that ledge throwing dynamite at you. Mm-hmm. Opposite there, like there's another ledge up there, and guys come in from there and start shooting you from behind. That I think it never, happens if I think it happens if you're taking too long or something. Oh, maybe that. I mean, that never. Yeah, happened. because all I did, I was pretty Johnny on the spot with shooting him in the head, so we yeah. throw more dynamite. Yeah, I I just went off into the corner and shot with my rifle, and when he when he would go ah. I'd immediately go into quick draw mode so yep. I could catch the the dynamite. Weird, like right, uh, immediately, uh, right when that encounter began, a wave of three enemies behind me came. Wow! I took maybe care you of them were first. T- maybe you were too far from him or something. I don't know. I, I was over by the side by the whiskey bottles, and those are th- those are both on his on on e- either of his flanks. Either way, it's interesting that that's not tr- it wasn't triggered for you two. It was triggered for Tyler early, and it wasn't triggered to me for me until like really late in the battle. Well, then there's the read thing with me. I mean, it's it's yeah. very strange. Um, it seems like people on different systems have seen different things. <laughs> Weirdos. Did you just eat your phone? Anthony's eating his iPhone. <laughs> there's toxic chemicals in that. I'm pretty bro. sure when you get it, it says not for eating. <laughs> 
is if swallowed, FM. contact a doctor immediately this or your poison control FM. specialist. It's a Rebel FM production. <laughs> Anyways. I think the not eating thing applies to, like, dogs, though, because what person would be dumb enough to eat their iPhone? Anthony. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> um... Well, with, like, the beer app, you know, somebody could be like, man, I want to drink this beer in here. How do I get it out? And they just eat the iPhone. Trying to look for the beer inside of it. (laughs) I can't get it. Maybe if I shove it down my throat. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm so drunk. No, you're just poisoned. All right, so you shoot Magruder a bunch with dynamite. Eventually he goes up. Then you shoot some more dynamite. Some shit falls on him. Well, you have to take out both columns and then... Two sections of ceiling. Right, but then yeah. shit falls on him, and you fucking leave him. Yep. And he gets hammered by a big thing of rock that you jumped off of. Like I like how they make absolutely ninja. certain to show you that, yes, Magruder is, is dead. dead. Yeah, I was really, uh, yeah, I was pleased that they made that. Yeah, it's not they, like, oh, he might come back later. No, that fucker is smush. There was no camera cutaway. <laughs> right. <laughs> they didn't take the cheap way out, the the possible sequel route. So, right. Yeah, good on Neversoft for that, at yeah. the very least. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, I kind of like the idea of leaving him alive with just, like, his leg pinned and being like, Peace, bitch. So you could starve to death. Well, that's what you did. I mean, like, if it wasn't for the fact that the rock that, he, that you were climbing up fell on him, then he would have died the other way anyway. I'm just glad that they showed him de- dead. You know, it's like we're gonna we're gonna make sure that this that this line of that this storyline is completely closed off. All loose ends are wrapped up and dealt with. You didn't even take that gold with you, though. Nope. It's because you don't need it, man. You're out for revenge. You got all your reward that you wanted. They're saving it for the sequel. <laughs> also, he mined a fuckload of gold throughout the whole thing, so he's got like more pros- <laughs> more like more claims than anyone in the rest. Not of Not me. The like right. after I finished the whole uh, the, the whole game, I went back into the town and um, I'm like, man, I saved the whole fucking planet basically, and like I got five dollars to my name. Like, <laughs> need some money. Like, wow, what is this about? Well, I, I, I can understand that. I, I I spend all my money all the time on upgrades and stuff. Yeah. So there'd be a lot of times. Again, I didn't so see did any I. place to to get upgrades after Empire. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking like, damn, like the guy wasn't thinking about his pockets. Like, you know, put a couple of nuggets, dude. Yeah, there's some in Dodge. There's some in Empire, and there's from the from Indian the Indian trader too. Yeah, the Indian, yeah. the Indian, like the well, one thing that I that definitely helped out from the Indian trader was, like I said in the in the last episode, was upgrading my uh, using the drugs to upgrade my quick draw. Mm-hmm. So it was like way longer. Yeah. It's like I think the first one was like twenty percent more, and then the second upgrade mm-hmm. is like another fifty percent or forty percent. He also like. has your bow and arrow upgrades. Yep. Yeah. Sleek, yeah. fast bow and arrow. Those bow and arrow yeah, upgrades. I, I were think awesome. I bought all the bow. So when you kill Magruder, you get the fucking shotgun cannon. Oh, dude! The, the unlimited ammo shotgun cannon. It's, it's weird though. Does it have never have ammo? Because I've run out. Like. I have no ammo. It's, like, there's no uh, ammo indicator on mine. I can fire that thing from now until the end of time. I never, I never fired it. I rode, I rode around and looked at, and found some. It rips some people gold. to pieces. I didn't realize how powerful it was until I did a wanted mission, and it was a mission where um, you were supposed to take him alive. Yeah, where I was supposed to take him alive. But <laughs> here's the thing, though. Like, you know, the I guy was, was surrounded. Using a Gatling gun. The, the, the guy was surrounded by a gang, right? And a couple of his gang members rode out in front of him, like mm-hmm. directly in front of him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I'll take out these first two henchmen, and then I'll knock him off his horse. Fired one shot, and the shotgun blew through all the dudes, <laughs> blew through the wanted guy. Fucking I had that happen to my guy was a like, wanted wow. guy, and I went to shoot his horse. 
and it hit him in the leg and it killed the horse and killed him and I was like what yeah. that gun and 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 the range on it is it seems like it's infinite too because like it's ridiculous and it's just shotgun yeah <laughs> Gantling shotgun no yeah. less yeah. that's what makes that's why it's the reward for beating the game. So- like, I love that you hold it over. It? It's totally like something out of you know Will Smith's Wild Wild West or something like that. It's this is like something out of like Armored Core, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like some kind of rail gun you have mounted to the shoulder of your mech. It really is like sure the your weight distribution's good. Yeah, just, it really was, is like the biggest departure in like you know Old West kind of lore. In the I was game. really hoping for like guns you could mount on your horse, like in fucking Dino Riders. Dino Riders. <laughs> Jesus, I did do uh, all of the or donkeys with bazookas. <laughs> Donk, they're called. Uh, they're called. I can't think of what they're called. Something Shrek. I can't remember their proper name. Anyways, sorry, I didn't mean to catch you. <laughs> no, it's all good. That's a Company of Heroes reference for those out there. Not uh, queer. I played the um, after after everything was over. I actually did all the hunting missions because I was just riding out of that out of that mine area, and I came across the oh who was it? I came across the cougar that I was hunting. And so I killed it, and then I was like, all right, well, maybe I can do another one of these hunting missions. And I found, like, the next two really easy. The next one was, like, the black wolf, and the last one was a giant bear. You don't get any credit for the hunting missions unless you've been assigned them, right? Right. And, well, you can't... They, they, the creatures don't even spawn unless oh, they're... Oh, because I totally spawn. saw, like, it was a mountain lion or a Oh, yeah, there's mountain lion enemies that are just around that you can kill. In that one little spot. Yeah, in that Which one is little like- spot. That's another thing. I, ah, you know, we're talking about Red Dead Redemption's coming up, and they're going to use a lot more animals and you know things like. Mm. And I was, I was thinking about the little section of the map where they had the mountain lions, mm-hmm. or, or they had the wolves. Like, how cool would it have been if, like, maybe the wolves could get angry and attack you, or like the they buffalo. do if you kill one of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Then the, then they'll become aggressive to you. But even then, it seems like a little of a missed op. Yeah. But I mean, they clearly had to compact the world and compact their ideas in this world in order to get the game done. And largely, I, I applaud their system of doing it because, like the the game was, it was really fun. It was surprisingly fun. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't expect it, and like I didn't know what I was getting into. And after all was said and done, I was like, "Huh, I'm really glad I played this game." Yeah, at the end of the day, like anyone I tell, like uh, you know, that we're doing gun for a game club or whatever, and anyone who has ever played it, the main word you hear them describe it by is fun. And then at the mm-hmm. end of the day, if you're a game maker and everyone's calling your game fun, like there you go, you've done it. You know. Yeah, exactly. Success. Yeah, I, I do Definitely. agree with a listener who posted in the comments who is Voodoo Ray who said instead of the shootout sequence that you see during the credits, I would I really wish that the ending credit sequence had been you riding off into the sunset. <laughs> the, the shootout sequence. Dude, the, I, I actually oh, I'm glad God. you mentioned that because that shootout sequence was ridiculous. It. Yeah. it was mm-hmm. like ridiculously bad because like all you had was <laughs> uh-huh. a, a bunch of guys like your guys like the good guys had like infinite health. And in order to make the battle last long enough, the enemy guys had so much health that it just looked ridiculous. Because they're, like, out there, like, getting shot over and over. There's, like, a guy with, like, five arrows sticking in them. And they they eventually die, like, I don't know, two-thirds of the way through the credits. And then the other... And then your your guys are just left standing there kind of, like, poised as though they're looking for somebody else to shoot. And it's, like, it was so, like, the uh, anti-cinematic, especially compared to what was going under... Like the menu at the beginning of the game when you had the Native Americans chasing down or, you know, going on the hunt or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was so 
that was so like it, it, it conveyed the feel of the old west so well. And, and it, at the end of the game, it was just like this. It, it, it reminds me of a vibe I caught during the mine sequence, which was this is like a fucking ride at Disneyland. <laughs> right, exactly, and it all. It, it also reminds me of uh, one of my favorite moments of, on, on The Simpsons when they go to the wild, wild west town, and there's like the little shootout mm-hmm. uh, skit that you know that they perform to all the tourists, and like there's one part, it, it's just so ridiculous. One one of the cowboys walks right up to Marge, and it's just like unloading his blank gun to her face, and then right. like, starts shooting at her hair, and like you know, <laughs> like the, the, the Indians and the cowboys are standing literally one foot from each other with their guns in their face, just. <laughs> <laughs> that's like literally all it was that's all I could think about in fact when I was walking back into the room earlier and you guys were like man you look like you did the death march uh, I forgot that's what I was thinking of bringing uh, that up how that ending sort of deflated the whole tone of the game it for me. totally did like, it really I mean, made it seem like I was in some Six Flags theme park <laughs> maybe it was just like guys we have no time, and we need a credit sequence. Yeah. All right, these AI guys are going to fight it out. And what was hilarious is, like, somehow one of the enemy AIs got on the other side of the tra- of the tracks because the yeah, because they do move around like just by the line AI. the sand, you know. Yeah. But like one of them got on the other side of the camera, <laughs> so actually there was a long period of time where I saw no action other than like. You know, a dynamite stick from screen right going screen left, or like an arrow from screen left going screen right. You know, like what the? Fuck? It was comical. Do you guys have any questions for the developers? Since I'm going to be talking to them probably tomorrow. I had really vo- thought of it. Is, is there any? Uh, what was that poster in Home about? There was a Gun 2 poster in Home. Oh, yeah. It said something about Magruder's Ghost. We can take these off the air, though. People don't need to hear us say these questions if it's good. they're going to hear them anyways. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that would be my main question. Is there... Was that a thing? I mean, I know it's a I, thing, but... Well, there's actually one question that, like, I'll go ahead and say it on the air. <laughs> Is, uh, like, the one notable lack in this game as far as like old because you know they they played into pretty much every western movie stereotype they mined the genre for every scene in this movie and effectively in this game and effectively i will add but the one thing that they didn't have was a love interest they kind of hinted at the beginning and then they kill her off and then they don't have it for the rest of the movie which i actually thought was really cool but i'm i would like to know how that came about so you can ask them that for me yeah that's a good one well, I mean, I'm is there anyone that's didn't. introduced in the movie that's close to Colt that doesn't die? Can you we mean call game? it a game first? <laughs> did that I just started. say movie two? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Damn, I didn't even realize. And the funny thing is, when you said game, I was just sitting here smiling to myself because yeah. I didn't want to be the guy that corrected you. <laughs> well, um, I mean, everyone that is close to Colt ends up getting murdered anyway. So how many love interests can you have die? Over the course of a game. Yeah, it's true. That isn't a Final Fantasy title. <laughs> That's not fair. I actually don't know of any Final Fantasy games where you had more than one love, more than one love interest die. But. Right. Alright. Thank you for listening to Game Club. Thank you. You will get the, the interview with the Neversoft peeps soon. Oh, I'll, this is going to come out tomorrow and I'll probably just edit it out. I'll edit it all together. So you've already heard it then. Edit you out. It'll be coming up after this. Alright. So stay tuned.
Okay, so I apologize in advance if some of this stuff has been covered in the past, and I realize that the game is approaching the four-year mark come this November, I think. So some of this stuff might be a little fuzzy, but we wanted to start around the beginning where Gun came from. So uh, first off, how did Neversoft decide to do a Western game? From the standpoint of haven't really been done or done well recently, that kind of thing. And then when we hit upon the theme of a Western, kind of a lot of us kind of jumped on that from various different standpoints, you know, including uh, passion about the theme, um, the vision that we could do a lot of fun things in, you know, given that time period as a, a basis to work from, you know, the content, um, and the fact that it all kind of fit together to be different than a Tony Hawk skateboarding game. So That's also, too, like, uh, I know for me personally, you know, I grew up playing games, and so a lot of the games that we end up making are, you know, in some ways, for me, based on some of the older games, like Tony Hawk had kind of some nods to 720 and things like that. So when I was growing up, I actually played, there was like an old Accolade Western game that I, that I really loved. Uh, I can't even remember the name now. Sunset Riders. And, uh, no, it wasn't Sunset Riders. It was um, kind of something else. It was just literally like a shootout game in the, oh, in right. the streets. It was cool. And then there was the, uh, the EA game, the, um, I think it was the EA, the uh, Outlaws. Right. First-person shooter Western. Believe it all text-based game that, like, you would go and you would have to cross Boot the, Hill or something? Yeah, Boot Hill or something like that. Even that text-based game, which yeah. is, like, a whole different environment. But So there's a little bit of that. And then, and then um, we also found, too, that, like, we're big uh, on kind of research. You know, like, when we got into the Tony Hawk series, we researched the hell out of skateboarding. And so I know for me, when I started to research kind of the Western genre, I mean, you literally just find too much cool material to work with, you know? There's just so many interesting things in the historical record that you can then, you know, start to base scenarios and and situations on. So for me, it was just really cool, different, compelling content to work with that hadn't really, in our view, been mined very well um, prior. Okay, so going from that, were there specific movies or media that really influenced what you guys wanted to do with Gun or the storyline in Gun? A lot of people pointed out sort of characters that they'd seen or heard on in Young Guns and how you guys took uh, characters from those and did something completely different. Okay, now, Young, young Guns was not a source material. For <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's funny, it's funny that you guys... I know you guys hit on that in the podcast quite a bit, but I think literally, you know, our writer, Randall Johnson, who is, you know, it'd be cool if he could be here too because he was, he was a big big part of the game as well. Um, you know, he was basing a lot of his stuff on the historical elements, and, of course, Young Guns is drawing from those same historical elements. So the fact that the, the two things ended up in the game is, is more, I think, a product of that than any reference to, to Young Guns itself. Yeah, that guy had bookshelves of, of, of source material they'd go through and just always come with uh, every new week we'd meet, just have new characters that we could throw in or new ideas for plot or whatever. It just made it really, really fun and easy to do. Yeah, I mean, there's, and, uh, you know, there's probably, I mean, just a few of the source materials that I that you can see reflected in the game. I mean, for me, there are like three three key books 
um, the Big Sky, Lonesome Dove, and Blood Meridian, which are all in some way referenced in, in, in the gun story and game. Okay, so why don't you give me an example of some of the works that you guys referenced when you were setting up the game and the environments and such? Well, sure. I mean, the whole opening sequence is, is kind of straight out of the big sky with, you know, Ned as the, uh, you know, sort of the mentor kind of hunter mountain man. Um, and parts of Colton's character are, are all, I think you could find in the big sky in there. Um, the very, very, the prequel intro um, with the, uh, the the golden cross and the sort of the Apache attack, um, that's, you know, kind of straight out of Blood Meridian. Um if you've ever read that book, <laughs> it's a good, tough, challenging read. Well, I know that a lot of our listeners have been sort of displaying an interest in where the source material for the game came from and, and things like that. So I have a feeling there might be a run on something like Blood Meridian in the next few weeks as people hear that it was influencing you guys. Oh, those books are, are phenomenal books. I totally. <laughs> That would be awesome if, if Gunn did that, like inspired people to go back and read, read some of those things. It was super hard to even try to do justice to packing it into a video game because it's weird. It's, like, it's really only like maybe encompasses 40 years, kind of the time period that we based the game on, but so much happened in that 40 years that it's just crazy. So it was a lot of fun to go back and work with it. And I think, you know, we almost had, we had a lot more story and backstory than, than you know, as you guys mentioned, that you even see in the game. Um, literally tons and tons of documents of, <laughs> of details that, you know, aren't, aren't quite paid off in the game, but were, you know, really fun to work with. Okay, well, that's a good place to keep going, because we actually had a number of people that playing the game felt like the segment with... Uh with Rudabaugh and Empire in general seemed very clipped and cut off. And one of our listeners chimed in that they had heard that a, a pretty good chunk of story had been cut. So one thing that all of us and a lot of the listeners were also wondering is what, what made the cutting room for? And was it something that got cut before the game went into serious production or did it exist? And is it hiding somewhere? <laughs> About three missions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had, we had, I mean, the guy, you guys totally nailed it. I mean, in, 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 you know, it's like we actually had a, had a number of missions kind of building up that relationship. And I believe the way it was set up is I think you, you had a mission with each deputy. Yeah. Where you kind of learned a little bit about what was going on. What was going on. And it was a little shady and it was kind of building up to the, to the final confrontation. But yeah, those hurt to cut because they really did help flesh out the story and, and those characters and, you know, gave them a little more meat before they actually had to die. And, uh, and they were going to be fun missions, too, but we just didn't have the time. Yeah. And so, again, did those exist, or did they get cut before production? We had one mission that was a, an escort of a stagecoach from a bank that got cut very quickly, but it was in a semi-working state, and that was the only one that got uh, even started. Yeah, we had... Uh one of the one of the references that we had to cut was we wanted to do a real wild bunch, um, yeah. you know, straight up bank robbery. So we actually had a mission where um, you met up with Soapy and some other guys, and you had to crack a safe, crack, blow a safe, yeah, and, blow a safe, and and rob the main bank in Empire and uh, and escape out of town. I think that actually was a wasn't that a um, 
a mission with Clay Allison or something like that? That part of the story? That one was from? Because I think you were hitting back at Empire. Yeah, that was, I think it was. But we had, and I think the other ones that we mentioned earlier that we cut, I mean, I remember there was going to be a mission where you escort, like Rudabaugh went on a train ride around the whole map, yep. and you were going to, he would make stops and pick up things, and it was a little, in, yeah. a little sketchy, and there'd be ambushes and things yeah. like that, and uh, we decided we'd <laughs> force to cut it. <laughs> so were there other elements that got cut? Yeah, actually, very much so. With a lot of bad things happening along the way that made you question a little bit more and more what was going on. Yeah. We had a head in a jar that we wanted to <laughs> get in the game that we just kept trying to figure out how to get in. Um, I don't know. Well, we had, and some other things, I mean, <clears throat> I think those are the main ones where we, when we had kind of fixed the scope of the game, yeah. we were planning to keep those, and, and those yeah. just didn't make it. Um, at several points during the production, we had... I mean, we went through something like 20-something drafts of the story, and it had some different twists and turns, which we ultimately Bunch of different characters. cut out at sort of just the, the, the you know, the writing stage. Um, at one point, I think there was a whole, envision more of a southwestern area of the map, right, where we're going to maybe even go down to Yuma Prison, which is a really cool, um, cool location, right. and have a prison break, because that was another kind of western the, trope that we figured we kind of needed to have. And, the guy with no eyes, uh, yeah. And we also had a, a section of the game that involved uh, a little bit of Colt's backstory, um, with a bit more of a spiritual bend to it on uh, how he can sort of do his, his time slow, um, his blood mingled with uh, Cougar's blood after a, a hand-to-hand battle, and uh, killed it, and... Uh, left alive, barely alive, his blood mingled with the cougars and then found by a shaman, he was brought back to life and whole backstory on that side too that we ended up cutting. It did him, but we apply it. There's a little of that left in it. There is. That's true. Yeah, it's it's just one thing. We were uh, in a particularly tough time period with the uh, development running headlong into uh, console transition with the 360 coming out and all that stuff. So uh, I think we made some choices, which included shipping it vis-a-vis holding it off for another year, which would have come with its own entire slate of, well, now what do we do? Questions. <laughs> um, but were we to do it again, it, it would definitely be fun to uh, flesh out everything that we had kind of had in the, you know, the original game plan. Right, so I'd say another thing, too, is just simply populating the world with more things to do. Okay, so on that note, when did development start and how long did it take? Well, we did the whole damn thing ground up in less than two years. Yeah. We small team at the start. Yeah, I would say it was like, it was like, it was like you and a skeleton crew of that for six months. Yeah. Too, right? It was yeah. like, I, was, I think we figured out it was like 18 months of kind of real, real time. Real time. And even, even during that time, we were, you know, coming off the Tony Hawk games, we had a lot of key hires and departments where we just didn't have the talent in-house. And so we didn't. We didn't find our AI lead for quite a while. and Never had a lead designer, really. Never had a lead designer. We had to hire a whole design department. I mean, we were, we were kind of <laughs> a little bit fighting uphill to, uh, to get this whole thing put together in time, um, you know, which I think you can see a little bit reflected in the final product. But 
Well, in hindsight, I mean, what would you change to, to fix that particular issue? I mean, what caused that problem? Well, I probably should have just worked on the whole damn thing for six more months. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, that's sort of the developer's ultimate complaint for everything, isn't it? Yeah. Well, but the guy that, our division, the, the thing is, the guy that's saying that is the guy that made the decision. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, I'm not really complaining. I mean, I probably could have gone back and just said, look, it ain't freaking ready, but I didn't. So there you have it. <laughs> Well, in that regard, do you feel like the release date and releasing next to the 360 launch hurt it? I'd say in retrospect, it, it may have... Well, it's hard to say. It kind of don't get to know. Yeah. I mean, it definitely went up against some big freaking titles, you know? And uh, that was just a really busy, crazy time. And I feel like we did get sort of smashed by that by that wave of, you know, other titles at the time. Um, well, we did a Tony Hawk. Oh, there's, I mean, there's Tony Hawk, Call of Duty, and True Crime. And even from our own company, though, yeah. there was a, a wave of titles, much less. Yeah, than even from Activision, there was three shooters in a month, right? Counting Gun, True Crime, and Call of Duty. Ching, ching, ching. <clears throat> Jiminy Cricket. And then outside, I can't remember, I can't remember what else came out that, that holiday, but I know there are other big titles out there as well. Well, EA pushed Godfather, right? Yeah. At that time? I mean, one thing we were looking at, I think, was that we were looking at, is, it was an off GTA year at that point, yeah, right? Yeah. So we were looking at that as, as hopefully a little bit of an edge because we didn't really want to go up against GTA. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a really tough Christmas, and, and the um, we, we were a launch title on 360, but, uh, you know, we'll... I wouldn't say that that actually very much impacted what we did on PS2, which was really where we were leading the development. It just meant that we just had a super clipped 360 version, you know, that was just some up-res textures, and we got it out, uh, tried to get it out for launch, uh, hoping that kind of some of the, you know, the game's story and missions and things like that would kind of compensate for compensate for the lack yeah. of graphical polish, polish and... and and the technology that we just hadn't had time to quite develop yet. Okay, so just to clarify, did Gun use the Tony Hawk engine? Yeah, yeah, it did, but <laughs> it was largely modified. And, yeah, you know, like we didn't yeah. have streaming in that. We didn't have AI component uh, really anywhere where we had. We had nav mesh for navigation. There were whole large chunks of things that we totally had to add from from scratch for it to make it work. That. Um, you know, had to get done in the middle of also trying to make the game at the same time. Okay, so in hindsight, what was one of the major challenges of putting together a game that took place in an Old West setting? Um, what did you have to focus really hard on to to get working in a way that sold the setting? One of the big ones, I think, was uh, just the gameplay, shooting gameplay of making it feel um, fun, um, but also not too cartoony, you know. Uh, with a six-shooter, you know, there you, you got six shots, you know, and, and to reload, you know, in real life takes quite a while to do, and um, and you know they're actually pretty poor at uh, at aiming, you know. You don't, you know, they're not very accurate. So we had to bend a lot of license, uh, you know, bend a lot of uh, truth to get it sort of to be fun to play, um, and the enemies to be fun to play, um, and differentiated. You know, everybody kind of looked the same in the old Western ways and that, like, you know, they're dirty and, you know, we don't have aliens that are, too, you know, you know, a story tall or 
big shoulders, whatever. So it was, it was a lot of gameplay things that came up that made it really tough to differentiate enemies, differentiate weapons, and then make it all fun to work together. That took a long time to get uh, to be fun but not feel over-the-top corny or goofy or whatever. Um, that was one of the biggest ones, I think. I'd say another challenge, another challenge too, was, was uh, I think, uh, perfecting the horse riding. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we spent so long. We tried so many different control schemes. And I think, I think ultimately, we pretty much licked it in the end. And it, and it ended up being really cool. The problem was that we licked it so late. We had three missions there. Yeah, we, just, <laughs> we didn't have enough missions that leveraged uh, what was, Badass. Pretty, was a pretty cool cool thing that we had developed. Yeah. So um, that was, you know, that was a real tough tough thing to deal with. Well, I could give you about 67 yeah. more things. Yeah. But, but, one thing, <laughs> but I think we always would err to the rule of, is this realistic or not? Well, it's kind of realistic. Is it fun? Yes. Okay. So we would always hedge realism towards fun. You know, like an example of that, too, back to that horse, is the sliding stop thing. I know you guys mentioned that in your podcast. or running over buffalo. the shit yeah. out of it on their podcast yeah. what they did. But the thing is, uh, you, can, you can go online and, and reining horses, quarter horses taught to rein, actually compete with how far they can slide, right? You don't crush buffalo afterwards. But you don't crush buffalo, right? <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, there's some... But you could. You but could. could. There's, there's some really semblance true. in reality here, right? <laughs> and it's a fun, yeah, okay. So that was another one, actually, with, like, being real, but, uh, you know, keeping it fun was uh, just with the weaponry that they had and that people would carry, like, just the visual impact of them compared to... Other games that are coming out, you know, with like, you know, photon blasters and huge explosions and whatever, getting that to really feel visceral and uh, visually interesting and, and, and uh, impressive was a large challenge as well. Well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think that we, we joked a little bit about the horse handling and stuff like that, but it did, it was successful as far as feeling natural and intuitive and the atmosphere set was really good. So if it's any consolation, you guys were pretty successful in that regards. Did you tell about four million of your closest friends <laughs> four years ago? <laughs> okay, so taking it from there, one of the questions we had from listeners is, um, in hindsight, how do you feel about the way that you handled sensitive content? Not so Great. much. Uh, I mean, more along the lines of violence. How how do you feel about that now that time has passed? Well, it's interesting because I want to ask you a question because now you played the whole game, right? And you've gone through the whole story. So I always questioned uh, whether people really got it after they read the whole story or played the whole story. Because, and I don't want to change your answer, but to me, we went, well, we went to great lengths to make it feel equal opportunity if you really got the story, right? What do you mean, so, in respect to how it handled race or...? Uh, in the way that you have the white versus the Indian, and by the end you're all on the same team fighting for what's right, you know? Uh, I think as far as games can handle stuff like that, it it handled it pretty pretty well. I, I think the only questionable part, at least when I was playing it, was the the sort of abrupt switch from the mission immediately following the saloon and dodge, where you're fighting Indians on the bridge, to the the situation in Empire where you're basically friends with the Indians and all of a sudden everything is forgotten and forgiven and I mean that's a pretty abrupt transition but um but I mean other than that I, I thought I thought it worked well yeah I think on the on that mission in particular unfortunately 
just to make something fun, you need numbers uh, a lot of times, and to make it, you know, long enough. And it was not meant to be, you know, anything more than just a fun mission. Um, so, I think you know, I, we you know, we have <clears throat> we wanted to kind of be true to the setting as well. You know, I mean, there are other characters besides your own who who talk in certain ways, which we thought would you know be accurate to the time period. Um, and I think what Joel is trying to get at is, I mean, we we did want to um, not shy away from from some of those conflicts, but in the the end, kind of pay off um, pay off that conflict in a different way by shining a different light on on the situation. I mean, the the really the goal was to kind of play into maybe a little bit of the, the cliche at first, but then uncover later that you know what the Indians are doing in that particular situation is, is really on the side of, I don't know, what it, you know, morally right, you know, so to speak. But it's sort of the town that's casting them in this, this negative light. So, um, What's kind of inter- was interesting to me, and, and I'd be interested in your opinion on this, uh, if you get into that content and really start to study it, there's potentially no way you can really convey the brutality or the pain or the any of the hardship that those people went through just on a day-to-day basis because that's what they did, you know. I don't know if you can convey that in a video game effectively. Not really, no. Not not the way games are. And, and we wanted to, I mean, be true to the times. And, you know, um, as like Scott said, we didn't want to shy away from things, and we wanted to, you know, present this picture of the Old West, you know, and what people went through and, and, and the hardships and the bigotry and the, and all, all the good and bad of it, and you know, um, I, I thought it was a pretty good portrayal, actually. I, I think what we tried to do is we, we tried to boldly go <laughs> and, and go for it. You <laughs> we know? like to do that. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I, I thought it was interesting what we were trying to do in, in terms of, of you did you did fight Native Americans at the beginning of the game, and then we tried to cast your actions in a, in a little bit different light uh, later in the game. Um, to make you think about that a little bit, um, you know, I don't know if it worked, but that was one of the goals. I'll ask this again, um, since we talked about it a little bit earlier. There was recently in Sony's home a space for a Tony Hawk game that had a poster for Gun Two, which was Magruder's ghost, I believe. So, is there development and progress on a Gun sequel? Proving ground. Yeah, proving ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, we always talk about it internally, like every every six months, bring it up as an idea. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, currently there's not there's nothing in the works, and we're obviously very busy working on our rock and roll thing with Guitar Hero and having a lot of fun doing it. But uh, if everybody keeps nurturing that hope, who knows? Someday something might happen. <laughs> So, so does the the buzz around redemption from Rockstar contribute to the possibility of a gun sequel? Do you think, or does it hurt the possibility? That one goes. That one goes two ways, right? If it comes out and sells 113,000 units or some shit worldwide, then you guys can count on not seeing Gun Two. <laughs> I mean, it looks good so far. I'm interested in playing it. I know my roommate really seemed to like it. What he saw so far. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I want to see that thing uh, do well. I want to play it. So at least for this year, we don't have to go out and do any research into whether or not we should do a sequel, because they're going to do the research for us. <laughs> okay, 
the next question, what I want to ask you is a lot of developers after a project is over, they talk about there are certain things over the course of the project that kept them up late at night or, or sort of haunted their nightmares. And then there's also something looking back that they're especially proud of almost four years later. Um, what was it about developing gun that really kept you guys up late at night? And, uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, what is it that looking back that you guys really are proud of from the game? Um, Well, the first one for me is Joel is the fact that we spent a lot of time really trying to make the control scheme of that game accessible and fun for anybody. And, and I'm concerned that we made it so accessible that when one of the first reviewers came out and then called back and said, yeah, dude, I smoked through that thing in six hours, I just went, oh, fuck. Well, that was without side missions, right? I mean... It didn't matter, right? As soon as he, in his brain, says he played through in six hours, <laughs> that one killed me. <laughs> okay, so so why no mandatory side missions? And I mean, in hindsight, would you do that differently, or should they have been mandatory? I, I think... Uh, you know, our philosophy was always, um, you know, make the game kind of low hassle, fun um, for the player, and fun for the player. Like we were, I think maybe a little bit responding to GTA. We weren't fans of like vicious backtracking and and all this other kind of wasted effort in the game. And, and unlocking I, the next story <clears throat> chapter with having to do X side missions and very. And I and I think it ultimately, yeah, that that philosophy might have backfired on us. Yep. You know. Quite a bit. I mean, because again, that we didn't we treated those things literally as side missions, as extra content that you could go do if you were interested in it, but but weren't necessary um, to the main quest. And we tried to keep everything really, you know, guided um, so that you weren't ever confused on what you need to do next. And we put a lot of checkpoints in the game as well, so that you weren't like throwing down your controller, pissed off that you just got set back, you know, thirty minutes. Um, the thing I would love to know at this point is. Then, given all that, did a ton of people just go rent this thing and have an enjoyable experience? You know, I'd, I'd kind of like to know how many of them did. Hopefully, they did, a lot of them did, I guess, given where we sit now, and, and had fun with it and enjoyed it. So, Yeah, I mean, one thing, too, I should point out, I mean, I think you guys mentioned this. I mean, the, the, the PC port came after um, and was just out of port, so... I think it sounded like a lot of people were playing on the PC and talking about how easy it is to get headshots and things like that. And that, you know, the control scheme was definitely designed with, for the console and with the, the DualShock in mind. So, yeah. you, you know, the PC probably makes those problems I was describing earlier even even worse. Okay, well, what about the, the really abrupt difficulty change at the end? Was there a reason behind that or... or did it just not have time to do play testing on that, or? Well, controls and difficulty. I mean, we, you know, right up to the very end, we were actually tweaking the difficulty, and we, you know, you know, <laughs> one of the things that kind of killed us is we are expecting the main story to take you through stuff, but you're going to have to do side missions to upgrade yourself so that you could even get through the main mission. But then, as Joel was saying, was we wanted this game to be accessible by everyone, be able to finish this game. So. Almost like right at the end of the game, I remember we sort of ratcheted our our difficulties almost down one notch each so that, you know, the beginner really should have been 
um, a little bit of uh, their medium should have been uh, what the beginner should have been, the, the hard should have been what the medium should have been, you know. Because part of the theory was that the Western, almost by nature, should be a mass market proposition. And by doing that, I mean, we potentially made it easier. So I really, I want to make the point, I really am proud of the controls and think they were totally cool and fun. And I'm basically more of a mass market type game player. What haunted me was when the hardcore guy, he didn't have enough video game then. Because I, didn't I force made it too to easy that. for him. Yeah. I didn't force him to do some of the other stuff. So he's like done and got his fix in six hours. And he's like, this thing ain't worth 40 bucks or whatever, 50 bucks. On the other hand, I had friends who never played video games, because they, but they, they are into Westerns. And they yeah. played through it, and they loved it, which made me happy on that side. I got so. Montana buddies that have <laughs> one video game, and it's done. So there, we did that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I imagine, the, uh, I imagine the Chris Christopherson and Tom Skerritt voiceover helped a little bit with those friends as well. Yeah, that and the Western, man. I mean, the game started on the Missouri River 30 miles from my hometown. So. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, just to add one more piece to what those guys were saying, I mean, they, it was tricky at that time, the, the DualShock sort of shooter controls. I mean, for someone who was not into those games at that time was pretty challenging. And we wanted those people to have fun. The problem was you also had really skilled Halo players who were picking up this game and they're just shredding it on the on the whatever we I think we called it normal I guess or yeah, something the normal so. difficulty, and really we should have done. In retrospect, I would have rather fed those guys into the harder difficulties yeah. or figured out a way to, to make them play the game that way. Mm-hmm. I think they would have had more of a challenge and and, and a little bit deeper of an and experience. the side missions and and yeah, because um, it's a whole different game to play through on different difficulties really. Uh, yeah, it gets a little impossible there at the end, so those those hardcore players could hate themselves at the end boss fights. <laughs> I can believe that, actually. I know one mission in particular that was almost impossible. <laughs> and then one quick one for me is I'll always question whether or not we should have at least tried to split the screen and have some level of four-player multiplayer in the game. Like adversarial multiplayer or co-op or... Adversarial was, I think, the only one we could have done in any short time, but yeah. you never know. I think, um, yeah, I think the standard for me was, you you know, if you weren't going to have any multiplayer, then you, you need to have a really robust, deep, single-player game, and, and, and ours was just short. It was just, yeah. just the way it was. Um, I don't know, what do you think? Do you think it's, it's far too short? Do you think that's an issue with the game, or...? I, I think that the, I mean, we stressed with the listeners that the main plot is kind of short and that they really need to play side missions to get a full idea of the game. I mean, the the narrative works because it's it's short. It's not dragged out like, say, a Grand Theft Auto game is. And and I think once people really got a feel for the side missions and, and had a chance to experiment there and develop their skills and, and do all that, that they enjoyed the game more. Um, so I think that that now that the game is not in the immediate release environment, now that people have time to go back and just sort of enjoy it, that that helps the game a lot. I don't, I don't know if that's reassuring at all or if that helps. But that seems reasonable. Yeah. And that was always our concern too. With some of the reviews we got, it, it seemed like that might have been part of it as well. Yeah, it's just the the sort of review mentality for finishing games to blow through it as quickly as possible, and if they can blow through that particular game in a really crowded season as you guys pointed out before then 
then it's hard to justify doing a bunch of side missions when when you're trying to rate a game sort of objectively and just blow through it as quickly as you can. Again, though, I think that that now that it's out of the immediate release cycle, that it's easier to look at the game based on its own merits. But uh, I mean, that's just that could just be me or the people that listen to the podcast. So, I mean, just to, to go back to the original question, um, the, the second part of the original question, now that you've had some time to distance yourself from the game, or, or not to distance yourself, but now that there's some distance from the release date, I mean, what are you guys happy with now? What, what looking back, are you proud of from Gut? Well, I got one thing, and that is, uh, for the amount of time we spent, and I just have to take my hat off to the monumental effort put in, and I've I said this one before, the guys on the team work their asses off to get that thing done, and so hindsight, I'm really proud of the fact that ground up, short period of time, I think we made something that was really pretty darn enjoyable and cool, and it's something that in fact could be built on in the future, so I'm pretty proud of that, and just the fact that even you guys resurrected it, I'm you know, I'm proud of that multiple years later, you know, it's kind of cool, so it was certainly worth doing. Yeah, for me, it was um, a lot of that. I mean, I can't remember how many 2 a.m. nights there were on it, but um, the fact that we could make something that I think that at the end of the day, like Joel said, controls really well. The horse, I thought, just like felt almost like with butter-like toward the end, I felt. Um, and uh, I thought some of the gameplay was pretty fun. I thought some of the mission variation was pretty fun. I thought we had a, a pretty good basis for a really good game, and that's you know, made me very happy. Um, you know, it obviously had its flaws, but uh, for something out of the blocks that we hadn't done before, I was pretty proud of that. I'd say, yeah, I mean, it also gave us the opportunity to work with some really talented people outside of our own company as well. Uh, Randall Johnson, our writer, Chris Leonard, our composer, and then really all the, the, the entire voice acting cast, um, which was a real, kind of a real treat and a thrill to work with with all of them and, and get them involved in the game. That's what we're doing just to go hang with Chris Christophe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had like 83 cutscenes in the whole thing. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's another one to totally point out. It was the first time I never saw that we'd really worked with motion capture. And, in fact, like we were talking how we kind of hired the team as we went for that game. We hired the whole motion capture team and bought an entire motion capture system got all that up and running the pipeline in and then mocapped all those scenes and that in and of itself was just a totally bitching effort and from that point till today uh, the guy that runs mocap, Jeff he could actually probably tell you how many frames of motion capture <laughs> animation we've used in our games man but it's just it, that's just an amazing one right there uh, before that I never would have known how killer of a tool that could be and uh, it's just been great. Yeah, I guess there's so. not a lot of motion capture that you need to do with Bam Marjorie and Tony Hawk doing voice voiceovers. But uh. <laughs> well, those guys are fun in their own right. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, it looks like we are actually out of time, unfortunately. But uh, I wanted to thank all of you for talking with me today. Um, Scott Peace, Studio Development Director, Joel Jewett, President, and Chad Finley, Project Lead at NeverSoft and Gun. Uh, Thanks very much for joining us, and um, we really enjoyed the game. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks.